forge has gone quiet, the bellows blow no more. The forge has gone quiet, the smiths have gone home. Only fading embers remain, and my hearth grows cold. One kiss from you to rekindle it all. Welcome back to Queen of Embers. I'm your Game Master, Daniel Fox. It is Game Session 66. We are only three three Game Sessions away from 69 being a critical success. Our so goal. is 66 a critical success? This no, episode? only 69 okay. on episode 69. Okay, okay. So, and our viewers get to see footgasm. I mean, <laughs> is that what we're calling? The, we're going to put, put the owl on the ground. They're only going to see our feet. The feet cam. Oh, feet cam. The feet cam. We did the feet cam. Foot I thought that was like a like a 150 hour Patreon goal. Yeah. <laughs> Secret. Don't, don't talk right. about it. Stop spoiling our goals. Well, the beautiful thing is, Jason, if you didn't know, our Patreon is very successful. In fact, we have how many patrons at this point? 60, 63. 63? Yeah. Yeah, so thank you for your patrons. Thanks for watching. It's due to you that we have all these wonderful snacks and cool cameras and the foot cam apparently on episode 69 coming. <laughs> I, I don't that wasn't my idea. I, I, I don't want nothing to do with it. Footgasm's happening. Footgasm. Uh, probably not any footgasm, but episode 69, of course, every roll of 69 will be crit success. Let's 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 get back to where we were. Let's let's sixty nine. Everyone wins, right? Let's talk about what happened um, last last game session, uh, and I think we should just. It was a shorter game session, but let's just pick up where we left off. So you had came down. You're going upriver yep. toward Old Lork. So, so that's the setup. You're, you left Stowe. It's the next morning. Things are happening, and you're heading toward Old Lord. So, what? So who wants to? Who wants to take? Who wants to take this? Who wants to take us for the ride? Who wants to share okay. what happened? So, right. we go. We're heading towards Old Lord, and we got to figure out what's the plan, right? Because Old Lord is a particular place, and uh, you don't want to end up on the wrong side of, of anyone at Old Lord. So. We had a bit of a uh, dinner with a few people, try to get their opinions on it, and the consistence came down to get in, get out, and let's just move on. Last thing we want to do is cause any waves there, we're technically one of people, like, let's just let the people stow off. And Old Lork is the den of iniquity. And it's the den of iniquity, so... There's basically two warring factions. Right. And we do not want to get involved. peaceably warring. Is that how cold you described war? it, Dan? It was, yeah, cold yeah. warish. We just Neutrally got warring. we just got Neutrally involved warring. in a giant three way war in a village. Yeah, we were just in a very hot war. We didn't want to cold right? war. We're looking for the just right. Yeah. Right. We're like we're like Goldilocks. I think so. Right. We might have Remember, heard. I said it was okay for her character and my character to go because did. civility it is still there. No. Yeah. Adam's character is not allowed in a place. <laughs> he would have pulled a sword and stabbed people for no reason. So uh, actually, they're I've, crooks. I've never pulled it for no reason. Oh, true. That's right. But remember, like, whatever goes is kind of the 
you know, it's the Vegas. So, it's really the Reno. No, I so just drop. gave you a shopping list, and that was cool. Right. So, so we got some shopping done. <laughs> shopping. We got uh, we got some food. We got some supplies. We got people off the boat. Yeah, the people of Stowe stayed in Old Florida. Oh, that's good. They're going to winter there, so we don't have to worry about them. But the people of the Grawl Centers are still with us. Aileen Woodward and all the Grawl Centers <laughs> still on the ship. That's right. And we pitched in to to give them a little, well, a cushion basically to make yeah enough money to basically so they could live for the winter and make it back. Yeah, you'll see if they want to get back to Stowe. Because, you know, maybe it's not all burnt down to the ground. It's probably all burnt to the ground. But hey, who knows? Not our problem. Not our problem. So Really not? We head down or across the lake, and then we... Oh, uh, we, we we did keep one person from Stowe. Did we? Yeah. Oh, the Frost? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah frost. he was not getting off the boat. Yeah, he <laughs> was not. No. <laughs> no. Uh, so we head down the river, and we're getting somewhat closer. I think it's about five days uh, travel down the river, and uh, we come across the uh, salt pier mine, and we see that the river has been kind of blockaded, and so like we have to like pull off to the side. We figure out that some of the guards from Garindle are blocking the river, and they're kind of camped outside of the mine because Bruno Lehman. Uh, had fled the city of Durindal and held himself up there. And there was another um, guard from... There's a couple. Of, there's kind of four factions there. There's Brutal Layman, uh, there's the Salt Peterman, mm -hmm. who want to get back into the mine and start mining. Uh, you have... Um, and then two forces of the... I want to call two them Legate, guards. but they're not right. Two, two bell guards. So there's two bell guards with the city's... Uh, at least one inside, one outside, and they're basically just trying to like figure out, like talk things down, you know, like de-escalate this peacefully. I think the Salt Peterman want to just blow the place up and take it over, kind of deal. But we are kind of in the middle of that when uh, uh, we'll get so, to that in a moment. Okay. What's the reason? Why is Bruno Lehman and right. in his salt mine? Keep in mind, because... so to, to clarify real quickly for 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 Jason. They have traveled across Cauldron Lake and went south on the Bastards River. They're in, uh, just a few days outside of Durandal. Okay. You're almost back home. You're in the shadow of the Steadwall Mountains. Did any time pass? We will cover that when we get I to it. Perfect. We will yeah, cover we, that we, when we get to it, though. We're going to cover the story it. now, and then we'll do mechanics in a moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, he he leaves Durandal because he feels like he's been slighted by the Baroness. Because he offers... Twice. <laughs> yeah, twice, but this time he offers an official wedding with her, and she basically kind of laughs him off. And I guess that happened before we got there, before we were introduced, or why we were there, but none of us remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's the big reason he left. <clears throat> he was felt like he was slighted, and so... So he's been here for... No one really knows how long at this point. Right, because all this happened like within days of us leaving. That's what, they, that's what Lieutenant Reich said. So who are the two leaders of Brigandine? One is positioned inside right. the Palisade of the Mines, and one's positioned outside. So who's outside? Right. Ambrose. Sir Ambrose Reich. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, he's, yeah. He is now a sir. I guess he wasn't before or was before we had, you know, sir and... And then the other one is the guy you, you utterly dislike. And Virgil Leland. Leland. Yeah. He, is, he was always a sir. I don't like Leland. No. 
Yeah. So, Boss. I always get along with him. So we won't. We're going to. We're going to talk about what happens at the end in just a moment. But first, before we do that, you will get an additional seven days of recovery. Why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, okay. Is it seven? Where seven are you at? Right here. Damn. This is a monumentous cave. Oh, what happened? This is the first time in any Spy Hunter game ever I've played that have recovered from an injury. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's been carrying one for six months of play sessions. Yeah, in Radiator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe you just need to stop and rest. Slow down. That's, yeah. This is, the just thir- stop. this is the third character I've played in the Spy Hunter-based games. This is the first one to ever recover from injuries. So... That doesn't count. What? Is that all injuries or just one? Well, yeah, we just mean, any injuries. No, no, or just amputated. No. Is that why I only had the bad leg? <laughs> oh, okay. So here's here's what happens. We do a backflip. Break it again. Break it again. By the time you awaken, Eugene, you step outside into the deck of the Madeline, and you're looking toward the west, and there are these snow-capped peaks that disappear amid all this wind. The wind is coming off of the mountainside Mm -hmm. and blowing across the ship and you're shivering. It's so cold. It's the the dead of winter. And being so close to the mountains as you are now, it's dreadfully cold. And at first you thought the surrounding cliffs were covered in snow. But the reality is there's no snow anywhere. It's just all the caps of the, the mountains. What you're seeing is these massive salt cliffs, like just salt, huge soaring cliffs everywhere that lead into the foothills, eventually kind of deeper into the mountains. It's, it's early morning. And the air is very dry, of course. And as you kind of look toward the banks of the Bastards River, you can see these, these yellow and black checkered tents peppering the side of this hill leading toward what looks like where the these two cliffs kind of come together. There's this huge, soaring, 35-foot-tall wooden palisade. And you can see your friends down out across the river. They're actually amid the tent. You can see them about, about 50 yards out. And that's when you hear this... The steady pounding coming from down below the boat outside of it. As you realize, the boat has actually been anchored in the middle of the river. The rowboats have been taken across. And as you come down toward the edge of the boat, you can see these three people, these three cloaked figures wearing gray. One of them has got a hammer and a spike and a big piece of paper. And he's hammering it into the side of the ship. And at this point, Sammy and Rung come beside you and... The hell's going on out here? Sammy says. You, you lad, what, what are you doing to Sammy's ship? The, uh, the man looks up, and you can see as he looks up, the hood of his cloak falls off of his shoulders, and it's this very tall, kind of scarecrowish-looking man. The clothes barely cling to his, to his shoulders. They seem to kind of wave with the wind, and he has this kind of serious look on his face, and. Uh, at this point, he he uh, he yells something that's hard to hear over the the sound of the wind. You just hear the wind. 
Will you lower uh will you lower a um a lat wood a rope ladder to let them up? I'm gonna consult with Sammy first. What Don't look at me, I don't know who the hell they are. What do you think Banneker would want them on the ship? Banneker! Well wait, they're across the they're across the way. Well you're gonna have to make a hard decision if they come up. I'm not making a hard decision, you Alright, fine, fine. Uh, get me a ladder. He comes over and Rung is kind of scratching your head and you grab the ladder and you throw it over the side. I'm assuming there are other girl setters around on this boat. Like, it's yeah, not they're just kind of, three of us. No, they're kind of looking. Okay. They're, they're not really sure what to make of this. He's like, what I'm saying, I wonder if it's somebody from over in the camp. He has a little bit of a long drawl. You realize it's not a her, it's a him, it's a her. It's Aileen. They're big, thick, growl, or big, thick, growl sort of accent. Well, hopefully they better have a good point of trying to hammer a nail through our ship. I'm going to gesture for them to come up the... Okay. They begin ascending at this point the side of the ship. Uh, and these three figures kind of come top deck, and the man says, Thank you for letting us up. He grabs your hand and shakes it firmly. Do you mean to have a good reason why you're hammering into a ship that you do not own? He pulls his, he straightens his collar on his cloak, and two others kind of fall behind him. These people are unarmed. They're just wearing heavy gray woolen ships. And, um, oh. that's right. The, uh, the man kind of, he, he pauses and <clears throat> he, he clears his throat and he says, I am Victor Malik, saltpenemon scientist of Durindal, and by the order of Julian Coventry, we are seizing this ship to besiege that mine. Where's your captain? Well, I have papers to present, he says. I'm going to have to fetch him from shore. Uh, I'm going to look on the shore and see if I can spot that. You ain't taking this goddamn ship, Sammy says as he <laughs> comes around your side. You get the fuck off of here! And clearly Sammy is like getting upset and Rung's trying to hold Sammy back. He says, you can't trust some salt Peterman, he says as he's like in your face. And he's like, he's looks like he's about to like go to, like he's about to knock this Victor Malik out. And Victor's kind of like, what the bla- what the blazes? He's kind of has this like, what is going on? I think in better part of your concern, I'm gonna try and like put myself in between Sammy and him. You get the fuck off this ship! You tell Julian Coach to shut right up his ass! Politely. <laughs> and if this... I think it's safer if you wait on shore for our captain and you can discuss it with him. At this point, the rest of you are kind of marching down the side of the bank with the woman and with uh with um Sir Ambrose Reich, and you can see that. The rope has been lowered, and the three salt pyramid have ascended the rope ladder, and they're now on top of the ship interacting with some people. You don't know who they are, though. It's kind of hard to see from here. The ship is so high off the water. You want to begin rowing across? Boss, we need to get back. Indeed, we do. So, right, uh, they're on my boat. Am I allowed to throw them off? You know, we should probably get over there quickly. Salt Peterman. Yes. Um, would you like to accompany us? I should think not. Very well. I sh- we shall speak again soon. You're not. I hope you, I hope you keep on. We'll speak again soon, I'm sure. He says. Alright, let's be off. Let's so go you- and uh, see what's happening on your ship. 
you begin paddling across, and eventually they begin clamber, all clambering up a ladder, and suddenly you are all top deck at this point. And you can see the Grolsters are kind of standing around, their fingers in their noses, or sorry, they're actually doing work. But you can see that Rung is holding Sammy back, and these three people, like, your eyes instantly widen, Harper, as you realize these people are clearly Saltpetermen from Durendal. And you know yeah. that from what from what Reich has said, they had accompanied them. They had accompanied the Brigandine unit here, mm -hmm. no more than just a few days ago. So I asked what you're doing on my boat. Oh, you're the ship's captain, the man says. At least you know going to rip am. off the paper, by the way. He, <laughs> I beg your pardon, I do not. I am Victor Malik. He approaches the next. Well, he, he puts his hand out straight to you. Oh. <laughs> spit on the ground in front of him. Get off my boat. You put a warrant out of my my life for something I didn't do. A warrant? What, what are you saying? I'll grab back of him and start moving towards the edge. Okay. Th this is this is unnecessary. What are you doing? <laughs> You're about to go for a swim. I serve the go. Baroness. What are you doing, man? Hold, hold, hold up there. Hold up. Maybe, maybe we should uh, talk this out a bit. No. No, no, no. Come on, come on now. No, 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 no. Don't throw him off. Hold him over the edge. Well, the other kind of salt Peterman take to take a step back and hold their hands up at this point. As you, Banneker has a hold of this Victor Malik, and he's getting by the scruff of his collar. He's holding him over the water. Now, I will say this. Bastard. I don't want to hear it, new guy. No, he did hammer into your boat, just so you know. Oh, okay. now he's definitely going for a swim. Uh, yeah, Elise is going to rip the paper off as they're climbing up the ladder so she can take a look at okay. it. Before, <laughs> before you it. toss him off, mind I ask him a few questions, Captain? You are the boss. So I'll uh, put my hands on the railing and lean out to be where he is. What matter of diplomacy is this? It's the only time that you seem to understand. Uh, Harper's like... Uh... Now, we can continue to talk like this, or we can talk on shore where matters would be more comfortable for you. He kind of stammers for a moment. And this sort of discussion is one that uh, has a time limit on it, if we, if we are to have it here. Fine, fine, to the, to the shore, I suppose, then. I offered you that to begin with. You <sighs> chose to be haughty about it. All right, I suppose we should let him climb then. <clears throat> he turns around trembling. You're not sure, probably from the cold and from being manhandled <laughs> across the deck of the ship. And you all come back across to the shore, and uh, of course, Sir Sir Ambrose Reich is there as a brigandine, including the woman with the two long blonde and gray braids. And they will usher you all inside of Reich's tent uh, at this point to have a conversation. Now, this is just terribly unnecessary. I don't know what I've done to wrong you, but. Certainly you have me mixed up with someone else, he says. Well, you see... Such strange form of diplomacy. Well, it's a bit of a shock to find your ship besieged. And so, you know, as the, uh... As the, uh... Elers would say, treat like with like, right? What he's saying is... You are, you want enter a ship without the captain's rights. You are considered a pirate. I have every right to kill you right now on this shore. Sir Leland at this point says, 
There will be no killing in my camp, he says. Uh, That's well, fine. Uh, he was, we can go he back was to say, He was saying he had the right, meaning that he didn't intend to. I was rightfully invited on the ship. I asked permission before boarding. I, I told Is that not the custom? To discuss with us rather than okay. continue to hammer right. a hole in your ship. As for the I matters of want me to stop that. As for the matters of ownership when it comes to this ship, he says, this my, I didn't get. my records indicate, and he pulls out a ledger and begins flipping through it, that this was constructed by one Bruno Lehman in the year two twenty two third age. Uh, it was christened the Madeline, he says. Is this true? That is incorrect. This is salvage rights. We have taken this vehicle under the authority of the Baroness, and it is now owned by us through salvage. He turns toward one of his acolytes, and he, he kind of motions for the acolyte. Well, because the acolyte, only education is in law. The acolyte yeah, I was will say I have laws. Well. The acolyte, the acolyte will produce a scroll, and it is it is currently uh, it is wax sealed. As you can see, this bears the mark of the Baroness Madeline. Dupre herself, the sun, the moon, and the stars of Durendal. You're free to read it, sir. I don't need to read it. We were supposed to give this 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 ship to Baron Clayton okay. To seal the deal. Just and... give me the damn paper, Sir Sir Reich says as he snatches out of the uh the, the saltpeterman's hands and kinda of shoots him a stare and he breaks the seal and begins reading it. Sir Leaven. I'm no lawman, but uh, I am. I am. Walk it X to Elise. Look it over. This is an order of rights for transfer of whose salvages belongs to. It shows that there is a there's a transaction that was made earlier in the year of spring of 223 of the ship being passed on to a man whose name you don't recognize, named Wolfgang Copper. Yes. Yeah, we recognize. Are you Wolfgang Copper, sir? I'm not Wolfgang stayed in... Kelterian. Kelterian. We were instructed by him to take the vessel back to the Baroness herself. And is there... Curious, he says, as he kind of flips through his papers once more. I show in my records, as he flips through... And you're surprised to, f- to hear that a saltpeterman would have royal records mm-hmm. of Durendal. He flips through his papers and says... Right here it says that the ship, Chris and Madeline, was the transference of deed of ownership was to be given to a gentleman named Lord Clayton Arcade the Lesser of Kale's exactly what we just said. As we stated. What? Can we there, move on from that? There's nothing here in my records that indicated it's supposed to be brought back to the Baroness. Well, as you said, the official owner was who? Copper? Given... Uh, upon a loan sum of 37,000 crowns of which 27,000 crowns are still due. Uh, that has got nothing to do with me. Again, this was it was taken in salvage rights. There are no salvage rights. The ship is on loan. The loan has not been paid. This is, this is simply what is on the piece of paper. Now, you can argue that all you want, but that is the reality of what has been transacted in the city of Durendal. Dated 223, third age. Who holds <clears throat> rights to said loan? Bruno Lehman. He is the one who lent the money to Wolfgang Copper. So then you state for Bruno Lehman to come and claim the ship. Bruno Lehman has turned against the crown, and that is why we are here. 
So therefore, then, his loans and the debts that were owed to him fall to the crown. There, they fall forward, yes. Right then. So why are you taking them from us when we are agents of said crown? You are not agents of the crown. I see nothing in my records that indicate any of you, but of course, I assume you're Dufresne, the rogue agency from Steed's Hill. Rogue, are we? Oh, is we rogue? Are you not wanting men and women in Durendal? We are not. False, one of the other ones says. I have seen your countenance on papers. But you... Says who? That only your faction produced. Yeah. Mm. Through lies. Please, 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 Sir Leland says. No, no, no. As There's no more Sir of this. They are lying about what we did. <clears throat> about the woman that you love and what happened in Celtirian. Sir, or Victor, Victor Malakin raises his nose in the air, snorting, churtling. As I was saying... I thought you were a scientist, not a lawyer. You know, we have more important matters in this boat to attend to anyway. You're not leaving on the boat, Malak says. Now hold on, Sir Reich says. Now this is confusing. This is not making any sense. Nobody's leaving this tent until this is settled. You're in my camp. We're going to settle this like good, civilized people, even if you disagree. All right. I'll with that. Sir Reich, could we just... Go back to the discussion we're having. Isn't there a way that we can settle this argument that's going on between two Burgundine soldiers, peaceably, get into the place where Bruno is, then everybody wins? Master Steeples, it's not as simple as that. I think it is. Let me go speak with the man. Julian Coventry and the Saltpetermen speak for the Baroness. It is not as simple as that. All right, all right. So, so you, you want things to be done your way in camp? Let's have it. What's your way? Sit down at the table and discuss terms. I will arbitrate. All right, I'm here. I'm the one sitting down first. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to uh, uh, Reich. I'm here to arbitrate. All right. Start arbitrating. I'm here sitting for us. Who has proper ownership of the ship? We have title indeed and... Uh... What's the manifest? Please produce the title. Oh, produce everything that Copper gave us. Yeah, there's a there's a basically a leather packet that has like a series of deeds and passage of ownership. And if you look through the records, you can see that the ship was originally commissioned uh, by the by a group called. Uh, it's simply addressed as the Guiding Hand, uh, and that a very large loan was made against it. For purchase after it was after it was found salvaged destroyed in a place called Founders Square, it was purchased by Wolfgang Copper for thirty seven thousand crowns, of which twenty seven thousand crowns are still due to that. You can see he took a very meticulous record of the uh, of the, the loan against it, and then you can see that there is a somewhere then there is a clause that he basically made saying they're gonna they intend to pass the loan and the vehicle on to Lord Clayton Arquet, and he would assume the remainder of the loan. In fact, within the papers that Wolfgang produced, you can see that there is a, there is a contract that has not been executed yet uh, that passes the ship uh, from Wolfgang to uh, Lord Clayton Arquet. When we talked to Clayton Arquet, did we bring that up at all? No. We, kind of, we skimmed that over. You didn't know the details of that. Okay. This is the first time it's come up. Those certainly match my records, 
Victor, Victor says. But it makes no matter. Bruno Lehmann's money is no good. He is a traitor to the crown. It, you called us that, too. I called you no such thing. I called you uncivilized. You called us wanted. You are wanted. That is a true, it's a true fact. How are we not traitors if we're wanted by the crown? Look, your business with Julian Coventry and the factions of Saltpeter are no direct concern of mine. I'm here on a mission. Right. My job is not to collect bounties. I am Fair. not a swords person. Do I look like that? Fair I am. Enough. I am here to ensure that the salt flows back from the layman mines back to Durindal, so that the sun and the moon and the stars can formally divorce the Rovain girdle from Agmador. That is my only charge. Fair enough. We won't bring that up anymore, as long as you don't. So then, I well, guess the question is: Is how do we resolve the salt mine problem? And also, what what do you need the ship for? We are going to take the ship. We are going to activate the Arcrack Cauldron in the galley with these plans. As he holds up a series of papers, and we're going to sail over the palisade, and we will make our way in. And Sir Reich, by order of the Baroness, as he raises as arches his brows and looks towards Sir Reich. And we shall seize the Bruno Lehman salt mine search so the salt flows back to Durindal. So the sun, the moon, and the stars can see to her secession. Right. Sir Reich at this point raises his hands. I didn't agree to any of this. Brings <laughs> <laughs> me into my, my so, second question. You're going to raise the ship to go over the palisade, correct? Is not the ship meant to be born in no, the air? No, no, my question is, is you, and I'm going to point to the other two, and those two... And Sir Reich, how many of your men are trained sailors? Good sir. Your name? Eugene Thornberry. Just Master curious. Thornberry. I am a chief scientist of the Saltpetermen. I saw to the construction of this vessel. I know it intimately. Okay. How many people would take her on? This? Only the three of us. Uh. Should know one know what to do. I would like to. Uh, so the three can we see of you are going over the palisade to take out Bruno Lehman. As I said, Sir Reich will oh, do his duty. Will do his duty to the crown as he has ordered. Sir Reich says, "I didn't agree to any of this." Before I cross this bridge, Sir Reich says, "My my only uh, question or point that I'd like to make is it didn't quite work well the last time. If you have the plans, won't it just fail again?" Good point. I mean, for your safety, not mine, because I'm not going on that thing. Well, then also, the ship construction has been changed to make it into an actual ship. You have, you have changed my design, he says for a moment. <laughs> like, he seems stung by that. More so than anything else, he takes, he's like, my design? Well, yes, fix it was... the outright cauldron. That was, well, we didn't fix it. it was... I fixed it, goddammit! It was fixed indeed because it kept breaking. This thing has been beneath salvage for months at this point. No telling what you've done to my precious technology. I'd... <sighs> yeah, you can believe what you want to. And as soon as you get some logic, I'm just... we'll start talking. I just wanted to point out that it might take a bit more time than you thought to get it to work the way you want it to work. So it's not making anything hasty, like decisions. 
It's not like you can just take it and then fly over and then do whatever you want to do. How do you remove the aerostat, he says. I mean, I have no idea. Do you have the seed stone? Do you have the ivory key? You would have to ask Sammy all about that. We don't need that. We ain't got none of that damn shit. We rigged it Aerostat's down below. We put it over the cargo and... I know no damn thing about no seething stones and ivory keys. But I do, good sir, he says as he looks towards Sammy. What are you? All right, all right. What's your ethnicity? So, it was Grolstad rigged. <laughs> His eyes widen. I don't know anything about no Grolstad rigging, but I am. Well, this conversation is still going all over the place. If we could really tend, please. All right. So, come up more words. Look, as I stated, Victor says, my concern is the salt flows back to Dorindle. Then we get our ship back? If we help you, you help us. It would be a temporary seizure. It's the only right that I have here, according to these papers. Okay, temporary. Okay. Well, no, no, no. But we, we, if we help them, we want, we want our names cleared by your, your faction. I'm a mere scientist. I, well, I you keep saying on. you're a mere scientist, but you're pounding nails into our ship and taking it from us. So you have some authority. Then you must go to the king and proclaim us independent then, if that is the sort of power that you think I have in the pool with the salt, Peterman. I'm just one man in a cog, just like you. A big machine, he says. We are still taking this conversation along all sorts of side Fine, boss. I'll shut up. And let's focus. Even if you were to seize it, it would only be temporary. But there's some things that haven't been fought through. And you want to go up and over these walls. And you're going to have four of you. Even if he agrees to it, which he said he wasn't. He hasn't. I don't know how to count, man. There are another nine soldiers in this camp. Uh, I came here with Sir Reich. Well, we both intended to ensure the salt flowed back to Durindal. Okay. Sir Reich doesn't seem to believe this is the right way. He seems to believe that talking with this brigandine fellow on the other side is the right way. But I remember what Sir Leland did the night that the Founder's Square was locked down. I know what sort of martial law he employs. He's not a man of thought and logic. He's a man of war. That's um, the only way he will understand us. To... Are you a man of war? <laughs> Why? No, I'm a scientist. Then don't fucking believe that you know what to do with it. Alright? Listen to someone who's got some experience. Okay? He, he nods. <laughs> Alright. Now, understand that even though our feathers were ruffled, I want to help you. Sir, Reich says, there's a way to resolve this entire thing without sailing ships through the air or risking any of our lives. Another man who knows a thing or two about war is telling me this. I'd like to hear that idea. So, let's talk about all options. Because if we take your option, people are going to die on both sides. Nobody has to die. Sir Reich says, confirming. Fine, I shall listen to you. He closes his papers and puts them down gently and folds his arms like this. Speak up, please. All right. So, 
we have Bruno Lehmann in there. We have Sir Leland Fuckface for all I care in there. Who the man's a veteran, sir, right? Remind you. I know, I know. I'm a veteran too, but he didn't respect me. And you know how it is once one person loses respect, you don't have to show it back. Let's move on. Yeah. Clearly, you've forgotten your ways in the military, but go on. So, we need to go in there and speak and make sure that we are all coming to this with a matter of justice. Because what you say about Bruno Lehman and what we have to say about Bruno Lehman demands that he sees trial. And if we can talk to Leland and convince him, a man of justice. What sort of trial would Bruno Lehman go through, Sir, Sir Reich inquires, genuinely curious. Oh, didn't you say something earlier about Bruno Lehman? Uh, um, as I, I looked at Victor, about how we, uh, um, you needed to go over the wall and get him? Well, there's no formal measurement of arrest. I am not Brigandine. Victor says, admitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why are you trying to get Bruno Lehman again? Why is that? Because he's holding up the salt that is valuable to the Baroness. And so if the salt is valuable to the Baroness, then wouldn't that be some mild form of treason? If he is, if he is halting her operations? And last I checked, even if it's mild, treason is still treason. Well, there's no arrest warrant, he kind of admits, kind of stammering, mm, so, kind of walking uh, it backwards. So, okay, I, I guess I'm, I'm confused. If if Mr. Uh, Bruno has all the rights to these mines and yeah. doesn't have to necessarily make saltpeter or salt flow, then are you just forcibly seizing it? Isn't, isn't, isn't that against the law? Hang on. We all, Hang on. I, I'm, 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 I'm not very much a learned right, right. man. I'm, so, I'm just confused. So what about this? Let's, let's, let's continue to think about this. I do not play in what ifs. Do not treat me like I am a child. Okay, fine. What if we can prove he was treasonous? As I, as I smile after I say what if. Well, you know that he doubtlessly is, right? He, after all, he's holding the salt flow. Uh-huh. And uh, what if uh, we can... What if we explain the evidence we have mm -hmm. against him that we had already explained to Sir Wright? Yeah. Who which to... would always, I'm pretty sure, would be enough to get him to trial, Mr. Wright, if you yeah. don't remember. Yeah, and sir, even... Leland is fine. And someone like Leland... Oh, sir, I meant to say, I said sir the first time, yeah, I scared right. him the second time. Okay. <clears throat> That it's like a Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, someone like Leland across the other side, well, he, he would honor this justice. He would definitely honor this justice. I so, certainly, um, Leland would take to a parlay, Sir Wright says, if we so asked him. So, why don't we see how our evidence falls with these fair people before we take it over to Leland? Well, I don't trust those three. But I trust Reich. Or well, Sir Reich. Well, Reich, will you speak for those three? I am just a soldier, he says. Well, I do not enjoy the 
blessing of uh, the Baroness over my order. I am just a mere soldier. Alright, so we've got proof that Bruno Lehmann wanted to commit treason. We're not talking no, we're not talking moderate or lesser treason. We're talking greater treason. <laughs> I think there's something with the rest of development here about yeah, greater treason. <laughs> levels of treason. Yeah, greater we're, talk treason. we're talking greater treason. Greater than withholding the salt, Victor Malik inquires. Yes, mm. to the point of holding up the Baroness's plans. Yeah, for breathing. Right. You forget. Um, I, I know everything, but remember, do we trust these three? Because I don't trust them further than throwing them off our boat. Yeah, we're men of science. They're, they're always seeking the truth, right? I mean, they're better than Lorenites. I'm no Lorenite, he says. <laughs> All right. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> now let's everybody just hold off on the Lorenite. Shut across the bow. We're not even involved in this. <laughs> They're well, always involved. I'm involved. I am not here on their behalf. I'm just here. I apologize if I came off the wrong way. We are, we are road weary and eager to see this done. Victor Malik says, "I have no quarrel with you. Whatever disagreements you have with Master Coventry, all right, that has nothing to do with me. I am here merely to ensure that the saltpeter flows so that the, so the divorce may proceed." Okay, so. Since he was apologizing, I'm going to be apologizing. I'm sorry for meeting your aggression with aggression. <laughs> and so maybe we can think about working together on this, eh? Doing things the right way. Malik will not. Okay. So we need to figure out Leland's position then? Because that's what's next? He's the one holding the gates. He's the one that can open them. Oh. So Reich told us a little of that. I think he's been misinformed is what you had Suggested last night. No, I'm sorry, the, what did he mean? The correct that, that sir. he doesn't know all the facts of, of the situation. I don't think that he does know, but to be true, as much as uh, we are under the employ of the Baroness, Brigandine is still a soldier for hire unit. Conscriptual, yes. We, although I and others are beneath the employ of the Baroness, since the unrest, in Rindle in late autumn, following Penumbra, and as I understand it, a period of martial law that was laying down, Brigandine has splintered. That is around the time, as I understand it, that uh, the brutal layman's marriage proposal was turned down. Thus he came here and took with him, well, conscripted, Brigandine. Now these people behind the walls, Sir Virgil, Leland, the other Burgundine. We're all kinsmen of a sort. We've all fought the martial lords in the north. We've all served the city of Durendal. Sir Leland kind of walks back and forth. Let's start right there. How many of them, may I ask? Because, again, I think you've said a number, and if that number was what I had heard, well, seven versus twenty was not a good idea when they're fortified. We have a... We have a total detachment of 20 sentries here in the, the camp. Sir Virgil and the others who are holed up inside, there are perhaps 12. Not including any 
miners or any of Bruno Lehman's personal retinue. It still is. And his right-hand person, but... I don't know anything about war, so... Who's who's his right-hand person? Uh, Not good, though. A, uh, a alliance broker named Kinnison Algiers. Is that the a name guy from the Syrian? Uh, no. But the name immediately strikes a chord with all of you who are from the Rovang Girl. He is, uh, he has been on both sides of the Dupre and the Genevieve feud for a number of decades. I thought he was at the, the ball. No, he's not. He was part of the guiding hand, though. I think he's part no. of the. Oh, he wasn't? No, not at the ball. Oh, he was not at the ball, but I thought he was part of the guiding hand. Yeah, I thought I heard the name. Anyway, so, uh... Oh, no, it was. Mm-hmm. You're right. Because he was the guy you were following. Yeah. Oh. So, uh... What, what I was thinking was, uh... I mean... I, I, I'm getting stuck in the city. <laughs> he was the quartermaster. I've only been vocationally trained in, in warfare, but... You usually want like ten times about as many defender attackers as defenders, so uh, I don't think a, a straightforward attack would be any good idea. I think talking is probably the best way to do this. Violence would only just get men killed, but uh, I think we need to talk to this Leland, convince him that, uh, remind him of his duties as a bell guard, and to prioritize the Baroness's. Well, needs before this man's. The, um, Sir Wright nods, and as he does this, you can see a small bell on the lapel of Victor Malik's cloak. Hmm. That's good to know. No. So, uh, I think. How, how long would you say it would take us to set up a parlay with uh, Sir Leland? Sir Reich ponders. We'd only ri- arrived here a few days ago. We made no means to approach the gates. We were still sizing up the situation, he admits. Three days is too long, Victor Malik says. It you should know, have been settled already. You know how much food they got in there? Maybe you could wait them out. Well, it's a mining from, operation. From Master the, Rhodes. From the looks of things, you haven't eaten in a while. Who are you talking to? Uh, Victor, who is like, you described him as abnormally thin. Uh-huh. He looks at you strangely. But an odd comment to make. You look awful thin. You look like you have an awful big nose. I'm not talking about it, am I? You know, but you know what a, bit, a really big nose means, right? It means I drink a lot. So you could you could tell that by looking at me. What I'm saying is you probably don't have enough food to wait them out. He looks to he looks to Sir Reich at this point. Do we? He kind of like mouthing yeah. the words, and Reich shakes his head. We cannot wait out Bruno Lehman. They've been here for a season almost. 
There's a mining operation here. They clearly have prepared for the winter. Not sure taking on a small detachment of brigandine would perhaps expire their stores more quickly or hastily, but I'm sure they've over-prepared. The man is a is a well is a well-to-do merchant. I don't think anyone inside there is going to go hungry. Perhaps they are waiting to starve us out, sir. Right, and that's right. Are we certain this is the only entrance into the mines? It is the only entrance into the Layman Salt Mines. It's through that palisade, either through it or over it. But I'm not scaling those cliffs. That'd be perilous. It still sounds like. <laughs> still think sounds like Sir Leland's plan is the only plan. Well, unless we, we need to sell the. We need to sell, and maybe, boss, excuse yourself from the conversation since civility and this man and you are not. Doesn't happen. Maybe let Lisa take the. Thank you for the volunteering. I appreciate it. Well, you're the only other one that's trained in law besides new guy, and, you know, do, do we really trust the Alornite to be on our side? Oh, yeah. Just Eugene. I, I trust Eugene. <laughs> I trust Eugene, him. you earned your name, but you lost it again when you let these men on my boat. Well, well I thought it was better than letting them sink it. I don't know how much damage they were going to do. They don't look like scientists, but not very ship knowledge. It's merely a notary, he says, Victor says. Damage your boat. For God's sakes. Small nail into a into a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna put a hole in the paper. I don't know anything. <laughs> she holds it up and shows you. It's like, look, I don't know anything. We could call for parlay with Sir Leland, right? Admits. I don't know how it's going to go, but knowing that he is brigandine and he is a Belgard, he is like to listen, at least, to entertain a conversation. Willing to perhaps your presence will be calming because I know that Sir Leland and Victor Malik have not seen eye to eye. It has been four years, the man admits. We were all there the night that she was almost killed. I don't understand where this rift has started, he says as he Victor Malik says as he will turns to Sir Sir Reich. How's Bruno Layman gonna take it? See here's where we're doing a parlay. Ain't gonna like that, is he? I mean, parlay is how disputes are resolved. You don't parlay with your friends, you parlay right. with your enemies. And there's rules to parlay. And well, One of those rules is, it sounds like Victor and you need to stay back. <laughs> since Leland doesn't like either one of you. It would just be a suggestion. I'll look, I'll look at both of them. Like... I understand what a parlay is. And trust me, parlay are usually have with people that hate each other. As you wish, boss, but maybe just your warning maybe. is fair and warranted. <clears throat> so we'll keep my mouth shut, but we'll be there. I think a show of force will be important, Sir Reich says. I cannot take the whole camp, but I will take some key people among Brigandine. I think Malik should come as well, and all of you. I'll I can go. trust Malik that your chemists are not <clears throat> going to meddle with my people. <clears throat> no, sir, Victor says. 
as our course. We'll let him set that up. The sooner this resolves, the sooner we can all be on our way. <laughs> you all step outside as you're kind of waiting for, as Sir uh, Reich is approaching the walls and Victor Malik sidles up to Elisa. Madam, Marius, uh, despite our circumstances, you should know that uh, I respect your father a great bit. Your family name carries weight here, even as far away from Ecuador. I'm well aware. So you have been speaking with your father? Why do you ask this question? Why are my family ties suddenly important to you? Well, the first minister is going to oversee. He's going to be the minister of change for the, for the dissolution. He is in Durindal now. My father? First minister called Marius, of course. When has this changed? Divorces. Been on the road quite a bit, as you obviously know, because at this point you have been filled in. The you can pretend you know little. The divorce is proceeding. Regardless of this affair with Bruno Lehman, this is merely a speed bump, as the sun and the stars may see it, as he's looking up toward the tall, sweeping palisade outside. You can feel the wind buffeting against you outside. Well, it's very possible. My father, uh... Let's just put it this way, it gets around a bit, so I'm not too shocked. To oversee such a monumentous event, the first of its kind in our history, is uh, important. Yes, of course. He steps back and kind of looks proudly toward the palisade. Victor, feeling that he's accomplished something today. You can see that uh, Sir... Sir Reich has approached the tall, the pallet, the wooden palisades, and they're soaringly tall. I mean, they meet the cliff sides about 35 feet up. And you can see he's a very small figure with his cloak whipping at his back all the way up the hill as he's, you see his hands come up and he yells, I think we can't hear it, hear it over the wind coming down the mountain. Should we plan what we're going to say? Are we going to let the cat out of the bag here, or are we going to... We'll hold back, or what? What information do we have on Bruno Lodz that is going to allow us to just simply convince him to arrest him? Is it just us? Yes. Well, there is the fact that he's been manufacturing illegal explosives and happens to be holding them in his mind, and we have receipts for it. There's that. There's not only that, but he also is instrumental in killing the. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Was also into Manila and sending the attacker who killed uh, the Baroness's um, right hand. Which I also have. Which we have the information to prove that, and a witness to prove both those statements. Back on the boat. So we need to be making sure that he is protected. Who is that witness, just to be clear? Emil Frosch. That's Emil Frosch. Okay. Yes, a meal. A lot of this happened before all the parties. Yeah, no, I know. No. And but we Bannock have made a point to not tell me anything. <laughs> <laughs> we have quite a bit of evidence that You're shows that obviously. Yeah, I know. I totally earned it, but I don't understand how you don't understand this. You are an Illuminate. You earned your gene back, and then you let somebody back on our boat. We told you you wouldn't understand. That's actually true. We did tell you you wouldn't understand. Yeah, but the bit you said I wouldn't understand was with shadow creatures, not with law. 
It's all wrapped up in the same. Yeah, but I understand right, laws and bombs in sabotage. We explained it to you, and you didn't understand. So you <laughs> stopped at the bits that didn't make sense and left out all the good bits that yeah. made you all seem like you weren't drinking. Could, could you explain like this? Onion. Could you explain this concept to all your other aloiners? Because we all know you know each other. Yeah, I've just got them in a pocket back on the ship. I mean, it's like an onion. You teared up at the first layer, so we just stopped. Oh. Warren. From here, you can see a little. You can see a, a helmet pop up over the top of the palisade, and you look. And you look. He kind of you comes up on the top of the palisade, <laughs> and as you you look all the way down to soar. I mean, it's like like fifty yards out. Um, you can see that. Um, you can see right. And you see his back. He's kind of yelling toward the palisade, and some figure on top of the palisade is yelling down. Go away, or I shall punk you a second time. <laughs> I hope that's the voice of the And you hear, and you see Reich turn, he turns around. He turns around toward all of you, and he kind of, he waves his hand over like this. That was much quicker than I thought. (laughs) Oh, um. Just wave your hand in the air. Did we make a plan, or did we just pick on Eugene like we used to? I think we just picked on Eugene. I guess I'm, uh, I'm improvising this. Harper, you and I are not allowed to talk for a while because all we do is pick on Eugene. Listen here. You're not wrong. I, I do not like that man, but I do not believe that he would go against justice. And I do not believe that he does not care I know. for the sun, moon, and stars. So do we let Eugene and Elisa actually build the case since they are our legal... I do. I think that's the right thing. Legal I think that's the right team? thing to do. All right, then. Just a back to back standing up. Yeah. Or a cop duo. <laughs> you begin your approach toward the gates? Yeah, I guess it's happening right now. Yeah, let's yeah, do it. They waved us, right? Thought That's we were going to get a day. We got Yeah, I thought right. this was going to take a minute, but. Nope, we're going now. It's very wrong. Uh, is there any way to get a word that acknowledges that is to not let anybody on our boat? I think uh, Sammy will do the trick. Oh, that's After right, Sammy's that. here. Ah, I got it. Sammy, <laughs> Nobody's on the nobody boat. Roll on the that boat. window. Roll that damn ladder up. No salt, Peterman, and no fuckery on our ship. Drop an anchor on them. They try you got to it, Cappy. <laughs> you begin your approach of this long, winding hill, and. As you approach, you can see that uh, Sir Leland's kind of—he's buffeting himself against the the wind that's coming off of the the mountain. Like it's pulling at your clothes, it's tearing through your heavy furs. He—he kind—he's of, yelling over the wind. They're gonna let us in. As you're literally with him, the same distance he is, and the wind is so incredibly loud here. They'll let us in. We need to leave our weapons here. You see that uh, he begins to pull his sword belt off and put it on the ground. He low, drops his shield. He shivers in the wind. Without a word, Terran leaves all his weapons behind. All Terrans leave there. Yeah, okay, same. Well, you know, hold, hold out, out. Work with a basilar. <coughs> yeah. You hold out. Hell yeah, I am. That's a two corruption right there. Warren, how are you feeling? Uh, you taking anything today? Warren holds up his hand and it's like smashed. But he, yeah. other than that, he looks 
fairly good health. Besides the plate that's on the side of his head. Can I slip a mandrake root? Un, un, outside of how do you Oh, guys, hold on. What? Can I slip a mandrake root before we go in? Sure. You said it takes 10 minutes, right? I still have some on. An hour. That was an hour. Yeah. I don't know. Look at the player's handbook. From now on, any drugs you take are your responsibility and not mine. Yeah, yep. you should. You should all should know these rules by now. You only taken it like it fifteen times. It's thirty minutes. But sorry. The fact that nobody knows it is is a good reason why you should know your own rules for your characters. Yeah. yeah. So that now down. we're in advanced tier. So the the gates at this point, you hear this clunk, and you hear you see the palisade open. You hear this chunk 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 chunk, and it's scraping across. What you thought was snow is just like sandstone everywhere. Like it's like pale white sand. It almost smells like the smell of stale chips kind of wafts out of the palisade. As you can see fires within. You can feel heat and you can smell like this terrible like stale salty potato chip smell in the air. It's pretty horrendous. And it just barely opens as you all slip inside. And as you come into the yards, the wind dies down tremendously now that you're in the yards because you're surrounded by all sides of the mountain. You look toward the Palisades one last time. They're literally 35 feet high. As you come inside, you can see a, a, a number, a number of Brigadine soldiers kind of standing, uh, assembled in a small unit. And among them, you can see this one fellow with his thumb looped in his belt, and this giant cop stash over his lip. And he has this helmet on top of his head. Sir Reich nods to him, and Sir Leland nods back. He kind of, one of his eyes kind of twitch slightly as he sees a Terwin, but you all approach. What is the history between. All bad. All bad. You hear this clud as the palisade door shut as you're locked on here with them. What brings you to the salt mines? He calls out. We wish to speak to you on the palisade and the holdup that has been brought to us by Bruno Lehman. And to possibly bring things to your forward to you to understand possibly more about the situation than you know at this time. Sir Reich, you speak for these men. Reich not. We shall have parley, the man says. The soldiers, kind of, their tenseness kind of relaxes for a moment as they stand at ease with their hands perfectly positioned behind them as such. Despite the cold, you can see their teeth chattering, their hands folded behind their backs as they're standing at ease. Proceed forward. Continue in. Following uh, Sir Reich. You're surrounded by these, ha- these tall, pale white salt cliffs everywhere, and you can see that the barracks have been have been literally carved into them. Not far from here, you can see all, among the yards there are all these like rails twisting this way and that with these carts upon them. There's some wooden shacks. There's an outdoor kitchen, a smithy that's burnt with a with a bed of a long bed of hot coals. There's work going on in the yards despite this. There's a few miners walking around looking curiously at what's kind of unfolding. And it literally looks like this place would be covered in snow, but it's just white salt everywhere. Huge blocks of it. 
uh, pulverized down beneath footfalls that kind of puffs up as you walk around, revealing the kind of reddish stone beneath. And you head toward what looks like a barracks. It's been kind of fashioned into it. You step inside and it's very spartanly appointed, not surprisingly. There are other brigandine inside here as well. You start to feel a little bit uneasy, surrounded by all sides from people you don't know and likely cannot trust. The only person here who perhaps may vouch for you is Sarike. He sits down at a table, removing his helmet, and you can see his hair has turned even more gray since you last saw him. It's longer, feathered over his ears now. He kind of brushes his he brushes his mustache like such, getting it out away from his lip that seemed to grow since then as well. His mustache has got like a big, thick mustache, like a blackfish almost, like a catfish. And he moves it aside and sits down and he motions for one of his lieutenants to come over and they pour something for all of you to drink. Salt and bread is laying on the table. Victor Malik is there as well. He sits down, his nose positioned in the air, his arms crossed with his papers still in his hands, and he's shivering, he's cold. And you can see at this table there are three people. There is Sir Leland, sorry, Sir Virgil Leland, with the bell, bell garment, a little bell on his little lapel. He's wearing leather armor or burgundine. There is Sir Ambrose Reich, now sporting a beard, and has armor on, much like Sir Leland's, and he has like, a little bell. And of course, there's Victor Malak, the tall scarecrow-looking man who's wearing gray robes with a bell on his lapel as well. There is an uneasy tension between all of them that you can literally cut in the air with a butter, with a knife. And as you all sit at the same table, you all can feel the tension settle as well. And this is where we will begin a social intrigue event. Oh boy. Do you love me a good social So, first off, uh, who will participate in the social intrigue? Come on. I don't really know. Is Warren or Warren? I don't really know. Warren or her? Her. Yeah, oh, sorry, she. her. Her. Oh, we started saying her? Yeah. It's her. She. She. That's the, now the tell. Oh, she. Yeah, there will always be a tell now for who is, who is, who is, who Nick is playing. Not that our characters may know, but... Uh, you know, I don't really know that Warren has a lot to say here. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead. Okay, so if you all are participating, what is it you wish to gain in this parlay? Oh. Access to... This, I mean... We want to return them access to the mines so they can continue yeah. the salt flow. More, most importantly, we want Virgil Lane. We want him turned over to us? Yes. We want Brought him arrested. Brought to justice. Okay. What else? So Bruno Lehman arrested and brought to justice. The salt mines turned back over. Um, we want no to resolve peacefully. Yeah. <laughs> Between the two what, factions. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think that gets us our boat back if the main goal happens. Uh, so we don't really need to put that on the table because that's tied into it. Yeah, because we want to have a good showing here in front of the uh, Salt Peterman. Because uh-huh. we 
kind of not really ever had a good one. <laughs> uh, like, we may have participated in breaking into one of their encampments and stealing some information. Hey, mine was they bad. They may have was... tried to kidnap me. Oh, they may have shot this. her. We may have killed a couple of them. These things happen. Um, or possibly happen. I understand why you are all wanted, by the way. I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean... It makes sense. But hey. not for the death of Rosalia. No, that one... That, that one I, That's I, bullshit. I, that I didn't understand, like the spooky monsters. Yeah. The rest of this makes sense. They okay. tried to kill us. So we killed them. So anything else we're really going to get out of this? Yeah, I mean, because... Do we want access to the evidence, the bombs? Yeah, we would I mean, like we to We want to get... search for the imagination of that here. Because there should be a whole barrel of it that's poisoned with folk bait. That's the bomb. Okay, I'm like bombs. I... Well, because it's explosive yeah, it's to explosive. begin with, yeah, and okay. then it's now I, I just by wasn't a meal. piecing those two together. That's the the batch of meal Frosh made. Yeah, that was so it's an explosive poison barrel of alcohol. That sounds great. Isn't this the plot to the first? It's like something like in Mario, right? It's like bad bomb. Poison <laughs> bomb in your sewers. <laughs> it's like how you see the barrels thrown and they explode. Like why? Why? What was in that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's it. So we want access to the poison bomb. We want them to arrest Bruno. Um, we want to return Salt Flow back to Durendal, and uh, we want the Brigandine to not have to kill each other. Yeah. Or arrest us. Or arrest us. That'd be a perk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't have a warrant. Right. Not really. I mean, they're well, mercenary. I mean, they could technically collect who's on issued it. the warrant on our arrest? Coventry. Who <laughs> in Coventry? The head of the saltpeter men. And the guiding hand. No, he's not the head of the saltpeter men. Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, it's they fall under saltpeter men. Oh, sorry, saltpeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fall under. Coventry. Sorry, I was Coventry. thinking Bruno Lehman. No, yeah, he's the leader of saltpeter. <laughs> so, anything else you wish to gain? <laughs> We might want to go ahead and prove that the, the, basically the warrant against us is completely false because we have the information to prove that we have nothing to do with the yeah. death of Rosalia. But I don't think we're going to, I don't think convincing, uh, or convincing Leyland that it's going to change anything. No, uh, but it might no, stop no, some it's, people it's from trying, trying to it, cash it, in. It ties in together because um, the reason that we have a warrant out is the exact reason we're trying to get uh, Bruno. Yeah, I, I but think I think the bringing Bruno up. to trial would get rid of our. Yeah, I, I think it would come up. I just don't yeah. think convincing Leland will do anything of that. Like he could fully believe us, but he has nothing to do with it. I don't think he'll. He'll care. Yeah, I don't think he'll care. It has no. It has no relevance to him, even though some of the points tie in. So we don't even prove ourselves not guilty. Yeah. Besides the fact that we have warrants out that he might know about. Yeah. Just Prove somebody else we guilty. Just, part of our objective should be he just doesn't arrest you a lot. Okay. That, that, that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. I'd say that's a good question. Anything at risk? Yeah, he Life? can arrest us and kill us. <laughs> um, we we could, you know, that's the worst case scenario. Another scenario is that they say no, they, they walk us back out, and then we have to try and take it by force. Yeah. Um, uh, the like we could um, we could convince them to open up the salt mines, but they won't give us Bruno Lehman. Um, could be other people that are here, i.e., I don't know, a pyromancer named Victor could possibly go off the rails and something happens because he already doesn't like Leland. 
or he, we could, I think the other big risk is we completely turn him into supporting Bruno completely. Like, we just completely turn against, and they attack us, because, I mean, at that point, they're... Right, we convince him that... I don't think we're in any danger of being attacked during a parlay. After, though. Yeah, after is when we concern that. I think that's pretty much covers it, yeah. Um, that's it. Okay. So, Terwin, how will you go about achieving this today? What social tactic will you employ? Uh, he will try to um, bring them all to, together under one purpose because they all wear bells, and he will use leadership. Okay. Harper, what about you? Um, and Harper's gonna go. I think you'd probably go a rumor, wanting to try to talk about like things he's heard. Uh, like out west, like how like the succession like needs to happen, like how we all need to work together. Like, uh, and if, if rumor gets out that you know that the Baroness's support is divided even amongst their bell guards, then then this divorce has no chance. I think they need to realize that. Good points. Elisa? Uh, using the evidence that I have against Bruno Layman, trying to point out where he needs to be brought to trial. So, law and education. Can't use education. I can't use education. Nope. It's a, it is a social <laughs> intrigue event. Okay, then. Uh, that evidence can still be used. It's the question is, like, what skill will you put forward will you use to try to achieve your goals. And remember, the skills you could choose are bargain, charm, guile, interrogation, intimidate, leadership, and rumor. I guess the one that would fit the most with that one would be uh, maybe interrogation because of bringing forth evidence. Like, I guess that would make the most sense to me. Yeah. Warren? Hmm. Um, first off, is it Warren or is it her? Uh, it's it's Warren. Okay. Um, I think that since we've had such a rocky history with Leland here, um, having someone here to smooth things over a little bit, lighten the uh, mood somewhat, is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably Charm, I think. Okay. Sorry. Well, Banneker, what about yourself? <clears throat> well, since Warren just stole my plan, because I was the only person that Leland even liked out of the group. Keep in mind that you can use the same social tactic. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to try and because of the tension in the room, that's my thought was, like, try to be a pacifier when things erupt. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, to say, all right, all right, guys, but remember, we're all on the same side. We're all trying to get to a peaceful option. So that, that was my charm. plan. Yeah, okay. use charm. And Eugene, what social tactic will you choose? Uh, Everyone's outside. I'm going for bargain in this one. Going to try and make the point to Leland that uh, for the Baroness's uh, succession to win, that she needs both her her council of her Belgards as well as the the natural resources available to her. And this stalemate cutting off one of the the most important factors she has for her. Uh, We need to find a common ground to reopen this from a merchant standpoint with bargain. Okay. All right. So, uh, Terwin, what's your social class? Lowborn. Are you order a chaos line? I'm order a line. 
Okay. Your leadership test will be standard. Okay. Sorry, I've got uh, Fine. sanitizer all over my hands. He's got sanitizer. Alright, so standard would be 68. An 87 won't do it. Should I use a fortune point? I think I should. Okay. okay. One misfortune, six fortune remaining. And a 50 will succeed. Okay, nice. Okay. Now we move to Harper. Who is a burger? You are a burger. And I am zero and zero right now because I just got a fake point last. Okay, your test will be routine. Routine. Alright, so I will take a 73. And an 84 will fail. Um, should I? Yes. Oh, yes. I'll Two misfortune. Two misfortune. Ah, ah, ah. Let's do it. Ah, ah, ah. 75. And a 55 critical success. I was going to say, yes. 73% chance. You should go again. Nice. <laughs> I'm glad you chose that. Yes. You rolled 55, right? Rolled a 55. Crit success. Nice, nice, nice. We're going to be feeling favorable. Yeah. Elisa? Uh, social class? Burger and order. Order. Okay. Uh, yours is easy, but it is an unfavorable skill. So if you fail, it's treated as a crit failure. Now, because it's treated as a crit failure, does that still mean I cannot use a fortune point? No. Uh, but you fail it, yeah, it's treated as a crit failure. So I'm sorry, I should have clarified. Yes, if you fail this, it's a crit failure. Okay. All right. So uh, 86 percent chance. Oh. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. Pretty decent odds. Eleven. Yeah. Oh, crit oh, successes. Wow. Nice. I don't think I've ever seen this. Don't worry. Warren. Okay. Warren. Warren. Social class. Low Warren. Still have half the order. Chaos. Equal. Equal. Okay. It's a standard charm test. Okay. Standard charm will be a thirty-six percent chance to succeed. Oh boy. Like an and I rolled a thirty-one. <laughs> 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 the skin of your teeth. <laughs> and if I failed it, already would have been a critical failure because my. Is your drawback? Yeah. That's my drawback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Banneker, I am order, and I am aristocrat. Okay, yours is going to be challenging. Okay, challenging. And they are outside of my social class, right? On the table. Yep. Okay. So it would be a seventy-seven minus. 30. Yeah. So sixty-seven. Thirty-one. Do you just roll, we roll the exact same number? Yeah, did. Twinsies. Yeah. Did you just, yeah. Best friend. yeah. Eugene, uh, <laughs> I am Burger and Chaos Alive. Oof. Yours is hard. Uh, I also have Meeting of the Minds. Does that play into this? Yes, it does. Perfect. Good. And so it's a hard bargain. Uh, so those cancel out. So I have 54 points. Bargain is a favorable skill. If you succeed, it's contributed to crit success. Could be the only failure. What? Are you going to be the only failure? That's what I'm worried about now. Uh, oh, God. Uh, no, 27 is a success, so that's a crit success. Nice. Wow. Did we all, 
great. I've never seen three crit success as a result. No. We've never had Okay. Ever. Episode 69 is going to pop. Yeah, it's, right now. it's going to end in us having a so people. So, he, he leans forward at the table and so he strokes his cop stash. He, uh... We've called Parlor, he says. I'll hear your words. Well, then who wishes to start? Should it be me that brings forth the evidence first? You called Parlay. What? But on what grounds? I'm thankful that you took off your weapons. It's a good start. Well, we believe that Bruno has been deceiving you and not giving you full truth, that you may be allied with the man that doesn't keep you, he doesn't be honest with you. We want to make sure you're aware of several facts and see if a more peaceable arrangement can be met. You mean peaceable arrangements? What are you intending? A siege benefits no one. Whoa, whoa, a siege, he says? Your operations here as closed walls with another opposed faction outside your gates making demands of you is, in all cases, a siege of some sort. And in this case, what it definitely doesn't benefit is the, uh, the Baroness's plans. This is a critical resource to her, and having this operation shut down and isolated is definitely going to put her in a bit of a bind with it. But she needs this resource. Master Thornberry, he says. I don't think we've been acquainted, but uh, Reich told me your name. Look. Well, all these things may be true, Bruno Lehman is the boss. What the boss says goes. Then it seems you should know the man you work for. Well, I know Bruno Lehman enough not to trust the man as far as I can throw him, but I can trust his money. We can trust his money. But do you want to know where that money comes from and what it's been spent on to potentially harm the thing that you have pledged your life to with that thing you wear on your coat? I am willing to listen. It says. Fine then. And she pulls out um, the note, the the assassination note that they found for Rosalia, and she slides it across the table. Please read this. It looks like the countenance of uh, Ms. Mansfield. Yes, it is. Description. Yes, I'm seeing that. Yes. Well, the problem is that this was found on her body. This was found on her body, her assassin's body. Yes. That's no signature on it. Do you not see the letters at the bottom? The seal. He kind of looks disbelievingly. That is Bruno Lehman's seal. It is indeed. And he is the one that sent a masked man to go and stab that which was serving. Masked? He says almost with inquiry. Tall man about Yeha wears a wooden mask. He he levels his eyes at you and he whispers a word, almost like a hiss. Siabra. Indeed. That's what we chased out of the garden with his blood still on her, her blood still on his hands. That is the person that took out Rosalia, and that is the man that sent him. He looks at Reich and Victor at this point is kind of wide-eyed as well. You'll see Abra here. The lower parts of the mine. I'm sure there are. He seems to use them if you haven't noticed. 
Why, why are Siobhan here? I don't know, but they're not. They're not Bruno's. Someone else's. Listen, we're about to tell you a whole lot more. I only want to say one thing. Look, this is Layman's seal here. I can't believe this. How did you find this? Quite good at what I do. Myself and uh, Terwin chased down after chased after the assassin. Mm-hmm. Chased them to his bolt hole, where he had a stash of uh, items, mm-hmm. and this was amongst them. Unfortunately, we were not able to take this Yabrin alive, and I almost lost my life in the pursuit, but uh, we were able to recover this evidence. This is why we would like to see <clears throat> this man perhaps be brought before the Baroness and see if trial would clear his name. Trial. Or if he is uh, guilty of, well, essentially treason. The murder of Azalea Mansfield. Unfortunately, so there's more. Mm-hmm. We're not done. And before she goes on, I'd just like to say that if, as you see here, we're sitting at this parlay table, also on our side, you and yours, we should take a look at everyone who is not us. We're all wearing the same thing. Let's come together on this. You do the right thing. I'll let her carry on with the evidence. He nods. As I have reason to believe that I know why the Siobhan might be at the bottom or might be further down in the mine in a place that you might not know. And she pulls out the receipt from the mail garage. What's this? This is for an order that was made. I assume, obviously, as a man of law that you have run into uh, a certain beverage that might happen to be illegal country. Madame Genoa. Madame yes. Yes, what about it? Yes, well, it appears that uh, should you tamper with the recipe, uh, it can make something more volatile than even that which it standardly is, which means that it can create a poison. And uh, it was ordered by a certain Bruno layman. And how do you know this is ordered by Bruno layman? Because we have the man that built it under his orders with us on our boat happens to have a payment sent to him by Bruno Langman. Do you have a receipt of this payment? He do. He, uh, I have the receipt right here. I don't have the exact pa- the paper. There was a thousand gold crowns for payment of those. One thousand crowns? He eyed his eyes wide. For a merchant favor that has Bruno Lehman's name on it. Bruno Lehman is penniless, he says. Can it... I thought he had 37,000 Grounds on loan from uh, for the boat. Master Layman has been here for months. He abandoned his fortunes back into Rendell. This was before that. And if you look at the receipt, it was before we even left, right? Yes. This is back when he sought access. I don't see a receipt. I do see a merchant's script, but it does not date it. Well, she would have had the journal from Emil Frosch, the payment journal. From a ledger. From a ledger. I see. He nods. 
taking you at your word. He holds your hand out. He'll stand out with you. Or would you prefer? Would you prepare to produce a heel to stand out? We could potentially also search this mine for said barrel of Madame Genoa that has been poisoned. Because it was to be delivered here. We've received some deliveries from the Bastards River since the season has turned, but not since winter has come. Winter comes earlier in the Steadwall than it does the rest of the kingdom. Right. Sorry, than the rest of the barony. It is very. It is potentially that it's not here, though. No. But could be that it was here before you got here. I came with Master Layman. We have received many shipments, so I don't know anything about no exploding manager, but I'm not one to, we don't search cargo. The boss knows what is to pass through and not. You're, you're here to defend the walls, not to be a manifesto. Not bringing into question whether you search packages or not, just proving out that there appears to be some kind of plan that you were not told of. Some sort of conspiracy? I don't know anything about no conspiracy. I am just a soldier, but my head is spinning for all this information. I cannot believe that this is true. He looks at the paper once again disbelievingly. That's his seal. It is. That's his seal. Yeah. Look. We can take you down to the mines to speak to Bruno. That is not a problem, but I don't think he's fit to make any decisions right now. What, what, what problem is he having? The man is a drunkard, and he has been lamenting his situation down in the mines for weeks. He barely comes out to see the sun. What's he been drinking? What drunkards do. But you said there are Siobhan down there? Masked people, particularly a woman, tall, a mask of brass and ivory, and others too. How long have these miners been here? The miners have been operating the salt mines for years, ever so since the Genevieve established them all in the south. So would they be able to say how long Siobhan have been here? Well, Siobhan, they arrived the same time we did. Alright. How many? There is a small pocket of them, too, I believe. But we've seen others move in, move around. Other, some of our soldiers have said there have been others down below, but we've not seen them directly. I suspect they've been here for quite some time. We might be able to parlay with them if that's even possible. And see if perhaps, I mean, I don't know how you get a man to, or person to admit that they uh, agreed to an assassination. Well, there was a steady flow of machinery that has been sent below into the mine since our arrival nearly three months ago. Hmm. But when the winter came, it stopped. Machinery. What were they? Do you know what they were intending with it? God's only knows. Well, we Why have a man of science here. <laughs> perhaps, uh, perhaps the good Mister Saltpeterman could uh, assess machinery. If I could see it, Victor Malik says, certainly I can assay what it may be intended for. I would be willing to go into the mines for you to meet with Bruno Lehman. It is evident that this man is guilty, he says. Sir Virgil Leland could have stroked his mustache. I'll send my best man, David. 
He will accompany you down in the mines. We cannot abandon our post. If these things are true and as they appear to be, we must keep the palisade closed and protected. Sure. And you won't stop us when he does. You understand why we would do this? I heard before that you were Dufresne from Steed's Hill, and I paid little remark to it before, but it is evident and clear that you have the sun, the moon, and the stars' best interests at mind, and you work for the true secession of the barony. Know that Bruno Lehman is diametrically opposed to this. He is a king's man through and through. There's nothing wrong with being a king's man. But... He's not a king's man. He's a man who wanted to marry to control. That has changed. If there is no salt, Peter, the Baroness has no power over the king. The secession cannot go through. With, so, with the evidence we've shown you, do you not see the need for this mining operation to continue? I am just a paid soldier, he raises his hands. I am no Dufresne. So you will, we will have to settle this with Bruno before you allow that to continue. My understanding is that you have the blessing of the Baroness. I may be a knight, true, but the Dufresne are something else. This is a matter I cannot intercede in, nor will I stand interpose myself into, but I will not stand in your way either to execute your orders. That's, oh, that's fine. That's what we're asking for. Um, so you reckon we're supposed to be parlaying with the drunkard? Or we just go down there and arrest him? I mean, you all are experts at this. I cannot tell you the answers. We know he's, answer. he's saying it's up to us. I just... I'm not quite sure exactly what the responsibilities or duties, if there are even any of those, of a, of a bell guard. But, um, I mean... Well, Belgard is, as you know, an honorary title that was given to a clutch of us four years ago, almost to the day when we saved the... Four years ago, when we saved the Baroness's life. Texanstern, mm-hmm. myself, Amadeus Chandler, Sir Wright, Sir, Sir Wright. Right. So, but there are others in the city who occupy the bell towers. I just didn't know if... Well, I guess I'm just curious where loyalties lie. But uh, that's not that's not mine to choose or demand or chide, so I'll let you decide that. It is a good question. There's something I'll have to ponder. This is why I'm not going to stand in your way, but nor will I aid you. This information is damning, certainly, yes. But I am not Dufresne. I cannot issue arrest. I am paid to protect. And that is it. I have a contract with this man, and I will not break it. But I also will not stand in your way. Man, your word, I cannot fault you for that. I say we... I I suspect you you will not take to violence when you broker this information to Bruno Lehman. If you bring that man to harm, you will force my sword hand. Our plan is to take him... Bring him to trial. That would be it. We seek only to commence the operations here. As he goes to trial, his 
rights to the mine would be forfeit to the crown, which gives these saltpeter men the right yeah. to continue the operations so here. Something, something for you to know. If we weren't to bring Bruno Lehman alive, we would not be in a good position. No, we would not. No, I mean, the different us ourselves. I think it is everyone's we, best issue. Right, yes. right. We have a vested interest in making sure he makes it back alive. You're not. We've now, been... I have a couple questions, though. I'll answer them as best I can, he says, trailing off. You say at least a few of your men have gone down below, is that correct? We do not go down to the mines. We only see who comes from the bottom up and from the top down. Right. I do not intend any harm to come to anyone. But going down there and saying, you're coming with us, leads me to believe that there may be people down there that would then immediately intend us harm. Are you getting at that uh, you want to know if there's any... Uh, you are playing in what ifs, and I do not play in what ifs. Does, Nobody does. Does, uh, Nobody does. does Bruno have his own private security? Or is he down there alone? He's got the... My understanding is that he is down there with Siagra. Mm. Kenneth and Algiers, perhaps a handful of his personal court, but no fighting, no soldiers among them. All right. Well, perhaps we can talk to these miners, see what they can tell us beforehand, so we know what we're getting into, or guide us down there. Last thing you want to do is get lost in the mine. Uh, last thing I want to do is have a knife in me throat with no way to defend myself. Well, are you sending his best man with us? These men attack us, I'm sure. Sir Reich and Sir Leland will take that into to their thought process. David is a trusted lieutenant within the Brigandine. He is my right-hand man. We are not taking the sword. We have no swords on us. Right. If now, we are attacked, I'm sure his man will defend us, I would hope. That's enough for me. Right? Yes. Forgive me, I forgot that part. We have no means to do harm. No. So... Well, what do we have to go down there for anyway? We, Can't we have one of them miners come no, and no. fetch him? If question. we have two of them, it's fine. I, I'm not going into the mine. I, I this have. is your business. You David will take you down the down the lift, and you will see to your whatever arrest or whatever you seek to do with Bruno Lehman, but we will not raise a sword. I have one question, Sir Leland. You said we're dealing with the drunkard, which I, I don't have any real concern over if he's going to give us any problems. I imagine we'll be able to bring him along as you do any drunkard. What about the masked ones? Let me be very clear, Master Thornberry. I do not deal in what ifs. I understood. I cannot speak to the temperament of the Siabra. They do not speak with us. No, and they're not under your responsibility or orders, are they? What are you getting at? So if your man goes down there and says, no, don't stab these people that are well within their right to do so, and they ignore him and stab us. I am not getting, you're confusing your words. Yes, I know. Are we allowed to resist them? Are we allowed to fight them off? You are defraying. Figure it out yourself. Will you allow us to bring our arms down there to defend ourselves against people you do not control? That is a great question. You need to make a bargain test, and this test will be 
hard. <laughs> can I use my main of mine still? Can I uh, assist? Absolutely, you can. Give up rank and bargain. I do. Okay. How are you gonna assist? Yeah. How are you gonna assist, man? Oh, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, we need how to start pointing things. How? <laughs> How's important? Master Thorbe makes a good point here. We are trying not to bring you into the situation since you are paid. We're trying to keep you and Reich also in alignment. And also your, what, I can't remember his last name, the Master. Victor Malik. Malik. Oh, Master Malik. You, the three of you, in alignment because, again, you're all bell gods. You're aligned, you should be aligned in this situation. This man has gone against your sun, moon, and stars. Bargain. Hard. Does my meaning of the minds work? Yes. What are your chances for success? Uh, 54 and a 41 will do it. Or oh, a 51, either way. Either way, it would have done. I don't see any harm in allowing you to bring your weapons inside. As long as we have a clear understanding. Very much so. We all benefit from Broom Mar staying alive long enough. <laughs> Damn it! Bruno, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. Yes. <laughs> Jason Gordon Love. Jason Gordon Love. Yes. <laughs> Jason Gordon Love. Tim, funk you up. Funk you up. We have a clear understanding then. Yes. Well, I should say I. I think your point about remaining alignment is good. I shall not interfere in your doings down below in the mine either. I shall stay here. Don't you want to see All this right. equipment? Well, I'm ready whenever you Perhaps are. Perhaps after the dangers are gone. <laughs> so no. There we go. That makes Are you sure you're not in the Mass dangerous mass Seoblin people? <laughs> Souls and spells, I... Have none of it, I think. Perhaps after the, the after you have settled the matter with Bruno Lehman and these Siabra, then, then fetch me, and I shall go henceforth down below and assay the machinery. Sounds like a plan. Hopefully, I'll get stabbed less times this time. A few less would be nice. I mean, yeah. hopefully zero. That's I should hope that nobody gets stabbed. Sir Reich says. I would agree to that. Bruno Lehman, he stands up at the table. Bruno Lehman is not a soldier, Sir Reich says. I, I ain't worried about him stabbing me. He is a robber baron. His words are barbs. His words are blades. Well, <clears throat> let us go then. Let us grab our weapons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your if you have any final preparations you need to make, Sir Virgil Can we get a says, miner to, to, to guide us well, there and back again? I am sending Sir David to send no. you down okay. to the mine. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, I didn't know that he was down I, there. Uh, he will accompany you right. to take you to Laban. Right. Could you uh, take a look at my everything? I'm still pretty banged up. I'm not saying I want this to come to harm, but your track record, no offense. Well, Make the preparations that you need, and then Sir David will take you. Right. I am thankful we could find a meeting of the minds. I'm happy we could find a peaceable solution to this. That's true. I hope that we have all matured in our time with the passing of the season, and that you have a full understanding of my expectation. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I nod my head and I'll extend my hand to shake his. We were crossways in Founders Square, but... I can admit to wrongdoing. And, yes, sir, certainly we were always in agreement. Locking down the uh, area was the right thing to do. 
was dangerous. Victor Malik says, Chaos in the street, the 13, and everyone else. That is the reason to lock it down. Again, we have discussed, you are not a military man. Nor am I. That's why you should listen to the military men. Yes, Victor says. <laughs> I will listen indeed. And when the trouble is cleared, I shall go down to say the equipment. If there's anything that I can help with in the meantime, he says, I am at your disposal. He takes a short bow. You have earned an ally. Ooh. Allies, plural. What? And a reputation point. What? All of us are Yes. Whoa. Maybe we use that to get rid of So her. we will pause here and resume in just a few short moments on Queen of Embers.
Tim off camera. Yeah, that's why he is. <laughs> uh, we're back for Queen of Embers. He owed you That's right. We've, <laughs> for real. We've, <laughs> we've done some off camera, um, kind of like pre game stuff. Uh, and at this point, you're still inside the barracks. You're still inside the salt mine barracks that have been hewn from the stone itself. The floors are white and sandy and silty and salty. It smells like, it really smells like um, really stale burnt ships. It smells of salt because they've been mining it down below. It's very, very apparent up here. Because salt doesn't, it doesn't actually have a smell until it's excavated. It tends to smell really bad. So a lot of there's a lot of salt dust over everything, almost like like if you were to like go to like a beach and you go into like a beach house where there's, salt, there's sand everywhere. It's kind of the same thing here. There's just kind of track salt everywhere throughout here. In fact, the floorboards and almost like they've been bleached white from all the salt that's been tracked back and forth between boot falls. Toes. Right, salt. That's right for a shuffleboard later, or for uh, what's that? What's other table game? But, yeah, yeah. Pay the soldiers. That's right. Salt and bread. Salt is expensive too. Yeah. Yes, it is. So um, it's dirty salt. Um, so you have made some preparations. You've done some healing, feeling. Uh, you've gathered your weapons. You're still inside the barracks, and at this point, you have Sir Virgil Leland, Sir um, Sir Reich, and uh, Victor Malik there. For any final questions you may have before you begin to proceed forward. Well, and this is above board. They've already told us basically it's just this two C. Auburn and him down there, right? And, and miners. Or... Does they understand it? Yes. <clears throat> okay. But there are rumors. Oh, it could be more C. Auburn. Could be more C. Could be more. Could be. Got that. But we have weapons for that reason. And again, we have Leland's man, so hopefully won't even come to blows. Right. So an attempt to uh, reassure everyone of what our mission is to go down there, Lisa would like to try to uh, reiterate the things that bring us to try to bring Bruno to justice. Good. So Hepter talk. We'll see if it works. Right. It didn't work last time. <laughs> what what sort of what skill do you think this would be this is a hinge off of? Uh, so the only the thing that I have a focus on is law. So once again, like I said, I, I think that she could be letting everyone know, like, look, this is why we need to bring him to justice and not fight him if at all possible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So using your book of oaths traits. First time we this is advanced tier professional trait. Well, I tried it once, it failed. That's right. That's so, right. Uh, what's my difficulty standard? Uh, I think it's probably routine. Okay, that puts me to 73. Last time was arduous, that's why. 73. (laughs) I'm going to re-roll that. I'll take that misfortune point. So there's now four fortune and three misfortune. I have an 89 before. However, I... What was my difficulty again? 79, is that always like? Because the 77 is a crit success. Nice! So what is the standard effect? Okay, uh, you want me to just read the whole thing? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can attempt a skill check related to your focus in the arts, which we went with law, uh, to tell a story to others. If successful, a number of allies equal to your fellowship bonus, which mine is eight. 
uh, may either ignore any one critically failed skill test or treat one fury die as a phase six without spending a fortune point within the next 24 hours. Critis critical success means a number of allies equal to three times your fellowship bonus instead. Which would put me at 24. I don't have 24 allies here. That's right. So, um, everybody, everyone in this place. I am a. Everyone am, who likes me. That's right. gets this. I am not. I, I, I think that we should treat a crit success as a crit success. And since you're, it ex there's only five allies here who are going, in yourself obviously included for six. Your only crit success. I think we should allow you all to ignore two critical failures. Whoa. Or turn two d6s into a phase six. Or your best one of ever. Ever. You said don't kill somebody, but you gave me the ability. However, however you want to however you want to do it together. Yeah. Okay. So be sure to write that down. In fact, I would do this. I would take a card or something. Yeah, I think everyone should take a card and literally tear it in half and keep both pieces. And uh, that will be a reminder. Just put um, might keep passing. Put Oathkeeper at the top on both cards. Yep. Tear, tear it in twain. What, what and I? put it in your character sheet. Put it in your character sheet. <laughs> and when you use it, just turn it into me. That way we have a physical artifact, a, a tell, a reminder. So her story goes over well, obviously. You're all pretty, feeling pretty good about it. Remember, like, these are the things that Bruno has put down and as much as Mayway want to just put a gun to the back of his head or potentially cut off his head or things that we have been wont to do in the past, but potentially we should bring him to justice. It appears that there are many more things that are lying in the wait for us and that would benefit us in the end if we were to actually bring him forward. If this was the movie um, Big Trouble in Little China, this is the point where Egg Shen pulls out his 16 in bag, you know, everyone drinks from it. Man, I feel feel good. I feel good. I'm feeling really I feel good. Really good. <laughs> I feel like I can take on the world. <laughs> All right, calm down, man. Calm down. So. All right. So everybody gets that benefit, and um, you at this point step outside, and you stand before the tall, sweeping gray mountains of the Stead Wall. As the wind washes over you outside, it's dreadfully cold. Dreadfully cold. The wind tugs at your clothes. So, before you even get to the mine, the question I have is this for Nick. Will Warren enter, or will she enter? She... And you may flip at any point you won't leave like, remember. Okay, um... This is... This is a completely peaceful operation, and there's really no reason for her to get involved. We can um, her. There's no reason. Warren's not even really feeling in any danger. Um, and honestly, she doesn't really have much of a stake in this. Mm -hmm. So, it'll be Warren. Okay. The book's not involved. She doesn't care. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you're saying is you and me, and me and you. That's right. Yeah. You are joined by, you're joined by a, a fellow who, his face is small and pinched, making him look much younger than what he normally would be. His cheeks are rosy, nary a hair, save for just a few growing on the sides, although he's completely bald. You meet a man named David, who is dressed head to toe in black studded brandy. I had to take you below, he says. His voice is even kind of mousy. His face is a bit pockmarked too. 
Good to meet you, Sir David. David, he says. Oh, he's pronouncing me F's. Oh, oh. <laughs> David. <laughs> yes. David. Sir Leland has uh, asked me to accompany you to uh, meet with with both our boss, Brio Lehman. Do you know the particulars? I know enough. I will take you to his chambers. They are ways into the mine. As you're walking with him, he's just kind of chatting with you, and you can feel the mountain begin to loom overhead. The shadow of the mountain falls over you, and you can see this great yawning portal. Darkness. Huge cave. And outside, you can see a number of heavy wooden gears and steel beams and ropes kind of zigzagging back and forth that seems to kind of come out of the mountainside uh, and supports a platform. You can see all these huge, tall, soaring crane about twice the height of the palisade with all these massive counterweights as this is clearly meant to where people would wheel up carts on the rails and descend down into the mines. Brutal Lehman is down below. He looks toward the left. Right. So how do we make it work? He waves across the yards and a couple of um, brigandine sentries begin to approach as they will come toward the apparatus and begin setting the levers right. And you can hear this kind of clunk, chank. You hear this kind of heavy echo from inside the cavern as something is turning within. You can hear this kind of and you can see this huge kind of shadow of a counterweight rise in the darkness, but the platform is perfectly level. It's this way, he says. Right. Yeah, safe. Of course it's safe. Uh, I never run on. I trust these types of contraptions, but I reckon maybe I'll make an exception this time. Well, that doesn't explode, so... This seems positive. Yes, I hope so. And I'll step on. Okay. You step onto this platform, and it's solid. It doesn't shake or move or shamble. It's like you're stepping into a building, and you can feel the cavern kind of rising above your head. And out past this huge, huge, like 10 foot by 10 foot platform is just darkness. David turns and he uh, grabs a lantern as he, as from outside, and he kind of sits it down in the middle and lights it. Then he puts it up on a hook that's on, the, that's kind of suspended off of an iron hook, suspended off of the uh, the platform. And it kind of like shambles back and forth. The light, he opens up all the panes, the light kind of begins to glow, and you can see the interior as wet and white. It's the walls are literally weeping, wet salt. You can see salt straws have formed all along, almost like the uh, flutes of a pipe organ. Um, and, of course, curiosity, you can't help but go to the edge and look down, and it's just pitch black. We'll be descending 100 or so feet below. Leave this wind behind. I'll move towards the middle. <laughs> That's fine. I look. I might say a small prayer, you know. (laughs) He uh, comes over to where the iron lantern is, and he pulls a rope, and there's this kind of heavy bell that goes, tong, 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 like a small church bell. 
that clearly is signaling outside or down below to go up or down. And then as the bell rings, you, you, you kind of, the whole thing shudders and moves and you almost lose your balance. But he stands perfectly straight on it as it begins to descend down further and further and further until the light of day grows smaller and smaller and smaller above your head. Only the lamp is there to show you where you're at. And there is this oppressive darkness all around as you're descending below. You can't help but feel a little bit nervous. The good thing is it's not as cold down here as it is above. You can hear this kind of echo sound, like like the echo of a large open cavern. You hear the dripping, steady dripping of water. Every once in a while, often within the light, you can see where the cavern protrudes at and goes back in with these wet soda, these wet salt straws that are formed in the stone. They look, so they look like curtains or flutes of an organ, a large church organ. They kind of come in and out of view as the as the platform is descending further down and down and down. And then eventually it comes to a slow stop. And then there's just kind of like, it almost seems to, the whole thing seems to shake one way and that as the platform comes to the bottom of the cavern. It's stopping. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> that wasn't so bad, Harper. I mean,. Give it like a bigger lift. I mean, I only like things that I can actually lift. The light from above is gone. It's so oppressively dark down here. Uh, well, I reckon we're out of the view of the Leviathan's eye, at least. We got that to show for, at least, right? Sure. I don't think you can see down here, though. Yeah. Has it been an hour since the forum meeting? Yeah. Okay, so it's kicked at this point my stuff's pitching. Yeah, you've got you're <laughs> under the the effects of her eyes are dilated. That's Big as dark, tea saucers. Right? Like <laughs> no one can tell. Be sure to take your corruption for that. I already did. Cool. Anyone else taking any sort of uh, tincture to abstain themselves from their injuries? It's just this way, David says. He kind of stammers for a moment as he steps off the lift onto a wet, what looks like a salt-covered ground, this smooth pathway with a few rails kind of extending off in the different directions in this main cavern. He lifts the lamp, and it doesn't even begin to illuminate the main cave at all. This place just feels large and open and engulfing. There's no miners down here with, like, light? That you're seeing here, yeah. but you can hear sound deeper within. Um, it sounds like rockfall. It sounds like distant tinking. It sounds like distant cries. Nothing really audible, so to speak. It's just kind of you hear the dripping, of, steady dripping of water. Um, the place is just is like filled with moisture. 
it, it, and in fact, it's salty moisture. So it, it, it's like when you kind of, when you kind of move a few feet in, it's almost like being near the ocean, where you taste the salt, the salt sea air. It's kind of like that, but it's very, very bitter. Um, fortunately, there's not a lot of dust to be seen around here because a lot of water has been dribbling down probably for ages around here. These kind of small pools where they, where the water is basically for these little pools of pockmarks in stone. It's just this way, David says. The entire mine runs below the stead wall, maybe two, three miles deep. It's a natural cavern, he raises his lantern toward a nearby wall. These caves predate even our arrival to Aquitaine, he says. Huh. So somebody was mining the salt before us. Well, these are all natural caves. The, the salt mines, uh, I think the, the Dunish were probably here before us, but the mining operation certainly wasn't. That was the, that was the desires of... Uh, Bruno Lehman when they discovered the salt mines about a decade or so ago. So, it's the question, and you probably don't know this, and I don't know it because I don't know anything about salt, but why mine it when the cliffs are all salt? Oh, those cliffs are mostly uh, old veins. Some of it's salt, some of it's not. It's mostly granite. I don't know this stuff. No, no, good questions. The, the, the pure salt is deeper within, and as I understand it, it is was used for pie shot. There's purity to salt. Oh. Night, as I understand it, salt is pulverized uh, with the nitrite that's collected by the night soil collective in Durindal. The salt men are the ones who construct the, the deadly pie shot. Yes, yes. Huh, purity to salt. Just had it on my table my whole life. <laughs> we are lucky, I suppose. Trees here in uh, here in the salt mines, the most salt we could ever deal with. <laughs> yes, every living thing needs salt to live, right? Everything is rather delectable and tasty with salt. It. <laughs> yeah, good one, Warren. All right, lead the way then. He nods. So you came from Kael Tyrion. He's walking in this huge cave, just pedaling down the way. And it, I mean, you're literally walking through just darkness. Like it's just pitch black, but you're following these two iron rails that are, but appear to be in this main cavern. You can't see the walls, you can't see the ceiling. You just hear the steady dripping of water. Yeah, you can say that. Unfortunately. And recently. But it's nice there. Season, well, season at least. It's cold in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it looks pretty, but it's not nicer. I prefer Gerindal. If I had to choose. It's like a vacation place. You go there, it's nice for a little while, but there ain't no place like home. Parts of it was so cold because didn't get any any light. That's that's where the good people were, and then well, the other good people were better be up the crust, and so you couldn't really connect with them. And then the other place, well, I mean, it just happened to be under the Inquisition. That's all, you know, nothing. Lucky, I suppose that you're here. I guess. 
no inquisition to be had here. I just that's why I like Durandal better. Political trouble. All right. Yeah. At least they're not trying to burn you alive. Is that accurate? <laughs> what the burning alive thing? No, no, the auto guillotine. That's that's what it was. Well, there's that one, but the burning alive might not. Auto guillotine. David says, stopping in his tracks. What's that? That's uh, like a guillotine, except there's more of them. They're they, automated. They you stick your head it's... in, throw the body in. A machine! Yes. Not a machine. Yes. A lot of machines down here. Well, hopefully, none of them. So, with all the. How about going on above where it's got a group outside the gate and inside the gate, and neither one to. Have you guys just been storing the salt? Just stockpiling it? It's not going anywhere, is it? Our boss, he uh, hasn't really been doing much with the salt. He cut off the trade with Durendal some number of months ago, toward the latter part of autumn and early winter, before mm. the snows came. So for now, he's held on to it. So the miner's just been idle for three months? That's gotta be nice, collecting a paycheck, doing nothing. <laughs> but you probably get bored. Most of the miners were dismissed, he says. Oh, really? <sighs> Our Bruno Lehman's uh, personal retinue and those strange people in the masks are the only ones that we've seen pass through the lift, through the mouth of the mountain. Personal retinue? Yes, yeah, his house people. Kennison. Oh, like uh, maidservants, manservants, stuff like that? Yeah, uh, his major domo, a man named Kennison Algiers. Huh. It's my time. Interesting. These machines, so you've seen them? Have you seen them on? Or just yeah. seen them? I've seen what's passed beneath the gates, and we've certainly heard some very strange sounds above at night. So, what sort of sounds? Well, not so much sounds, such as a smell. Green smoke. Smell like spent matches or sulfur. Huh. Very strange. Sulfur. That's that's what that's what my mother said. Mat- says magic smells like. Is that what pyroshot smells like? That is exactly yeah. what pyroshot smells like. That's what I thought. No, not not like pyroshot. I mean. Something different. Huh. I mean, I'm rather well versed in the use of firearms. Does anything come to mind? Yeah, he's a wizard. Uh, roll warfare test. This test will be challenging. Alright. Yeah, he's a wizard. <laughs> Could I make a guess as well? Hold on, hold on. Real quickly. What was your question? Uh, I was just gonna see if maybe education might be able to help. It will uh, not. No, this is a war. I'd like to okay. assist him and uh, um, see if there was anything I'd ever come across on any battles that sure. had a, a similar smell. Or wait, no. right. Only stretch smoke. my head yeah. here a bit. We're gonna go with a uh, twenty-nine. I will take that as a success as I had, sorry, I had a 49. Green smoke, pyre shot, saltpeterman, strange going ons, has to be witch fire. Huh. That's worse than about it. Out of character. Yeah. That has the sounds of it, of a witch fire. What you mean, like what was being used down south? Right, like what the Wallstanians use. It did, we did hear sounds like cackling. Cackling? Uh, maybe yes. got a, cackling and crackling. 
Right. And they yeah, they, yeah, they're as <laughs> Yeah, they have the, they've got the more powerful spells. Yeah, which fire might have been more potent than just regular fire. Mm-hmm. In what way? Well, if you think a big explosion from gunpowder or fire shot is a big, well, which fire don't stop burning? Well, as proper. We know that. He opposes everything the Baroness is doing. Do you suppose if he thinks the situation lost on his end, say it won't stop burning, perhaps he means to sabotage the mining operations? Well, I don't know. I mean, there was a funny story my uncle once told me about him being in a, in a town called Kale Landon, and uh, a barrel of the stuff went up, and it burned down about almost a third of the city. That's more what I worry about. He's not. This is his financial safety. This is his place. Where he's not looking to make a finance out of this. He's cut ties, stopped mining operation. He had wealth and riches and gave all of it up. I'm just saying, perhaps he's looking to permanently shut down one of the Baroness's biggest assets. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but uh, you see, the the Black Knights of London would be very interested in this. Well, yes, because, they would, if they knew. Because, well, you know, sometimes our great nations tend to say, hey, those poor Wolstanian people are so oppressed by the Gothic, let's, uh, let's, let's help them. And we'll, we'll help them whenever they, they uh, have a little uprising. Are you saying the Aridane are colonizers? <laughs> we'll help them out of their land. I'm not saying it. I'm declaring it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so much as stating. I well, declare. When when they start to raise up prices, then the Aristain, then the Aridane kind of stop helping until they need help again, and then yeah. David kind of weighs on this and says, "I don't think it's witchfire. Huh? I mean, no, there's like something a, new. There's like a crackling sound, almost like like lightning. Bottle huh. lightning." Oh. I'm not too familiar with that. I heard of it, but never actually seen it. I don't know much about it besides what the Arkwright told well, uh, on. It could be it's a fuel, then. The only reason I know anything about it is because Sammy talked about it. The glassware is passed back and forth. This has been taken down. Big jars, in fact. But nothing's ever left. Huh. But that's not the only machinery I think I've seen pass through. I mean, there's been... Another curious apparatus. I don't even know how to really describe it. it. Was one time there's this big, big like, like a pipe organ of sort, or some sort of huge church organ. It looked like. You like have this like dicky thing coming yeah, out. Yeah, of it? yeah, yeah. The, dif- the difference machine. Yeah. Did it have this little ticker tape thing coming out of it? Oh, I only saw it in the back of a wagon. It was brought in pieces. Huh. Was it delivered by anyone particularly? That was brought here by the people in the masks. Interesting. No manifest you might have seen when it passed through the god state? Not our business. All that went through uh, Bruno Lehman. At least when he, he was still above. At, at least when he was still above here machine. with us, but 
He has spent most his time down below since the Siabra came. What, what would I have done? Uh, Exenstein was the last one looking at the difference machine that we know. Yes, well, maybe he was looking to save the Baroness with his difference machine. There's only one we know of. Yeah, there's more than one. I assume more could be produced. He doesn't exactly share the inner workings directly. The last thing I spoke of with Hexenstein was go assist him to frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Lord. Never ask. It's always bad when an Illuminate doesn't explain everything. What you hiding from us? Well, maybe it's extra hiding it from him. But all right, all right. All right. When we get back to the boat, I'll get all the information yeah. out of my other pants. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Be bad enough for Oh wait, they must have fallen out of my pocket when the board tore my leg open. Guess I don't have the notes that Hexenstone gave me to secretly betray you all. Hey, you all right, wearing right, your I grow, pants. Bo- I grow bold with this conversation. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Face may turn rouge, but we have more pressing matters. Yeah, Press on. Alright. Yeah, maybe the dark's getting to us. <laughs> Has that been the problem the past few weeks? You're a clattering sound somewhere oh. inside the mine. What was that? Most like my imminent betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> like the sound of a pitcher being dropped. That's strange. And you can see this little light kind of bounding in the darkness. And this person David. coming from one side of the cavern to the other. Who's that? I think we're being Hey friends. you! You stop! He calls out, kind of raising his lamp his lamp. Hey, 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 where are you going? Is he the man disappears into the darkness either way. Oh, he wasn't talking to us, okay. I do believe that we've been announced. Oh, we should just, press on. Yeah, let's keep going where we're going, right? Um, we just follow these tracks? Yes, this is so we're in the main cavern, but there's a labyrinth. If you go to our media right, is where all the mining operations start. He kind of points down the ground. You can see the tracks begin to go that way. If we continue this way, he says, "We will end up in the uh, among the late among the the dwellings where uh, our boss is holed up with the rest of the people." Let's go that way then. They live uh, down here. Uh, oh yes. You don't. Oh, you, mad. Don't you don't think it's no. something that we should be looking into there? Which, right? which way did this person kind of go? From what we can tell, was it to the right towards the mine or? Leftish towards the house. Leftish toward the wherever they're living down here. We're going the same way anyway. All right. Will this catch up? Oh, I don't think we're going to catch up. You, uh, as you kind of head down, and you can hear kind of a low mur- a din of sound, like people talking, uh, kind of in just voices, like just some common talk, perhaps on carrying through the air until you kind of come around where you saw that person with the torch and you can see um, that there is a door in the cavern wall and inside you can see service dashing back and forth throwing belongings and valuables into huge trunks and it's not really apparent whether they're packing their items or stealing them but there is a clutch of like servants literally like throwing everything they possibly can they clearly haven't seen you or heard you Hey, what's going on here? 
One man turns around, dropping a pitcher to the ground. Hey, I'm getting out of here. This is this is crazy. This is madness. I'm not staying out here no more. And Kinnis and Algiers can't force me to. We ain't Kinnis and Algiers. But he looks down toward you as you're armed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we were just packing our things to leave, whoa, whoa. the man says. If we meant to hurt you, if our weapons were drawn, you'd, you'd know it. Now, come on. Right. What's this you're going on about? Who are you packing for? What ourselves? Uh, uh, the man says he kind of he, du- he moves his cap to the other side of his head as he's got these kind of loose-looking clothes on, and the man is covered in salt, okay. like from being down here. His face is bleached white almost from being down here for so long. His clothes are as well. So my name's Tewin. What's your name? Alistair. Alistair. No, Tewin Forrester. I'm I'm a Vanian. I'm a Bone. Okay. Nobody to worry about. What's, what's going on here? What's, what's this you're getting on about? Well, well, we had... We do a nightly dinner with, with the boss, mm-hmm. Master Layman. Yeah? And he came in late, drunk as all all could be, and he told us all that it's all over. It wasn't really clear what he meant, but it's pretty obvious he had given up on something. And the man was drunk and incoherent. Our boss, it seemed like he lost all hope. And then Master Algeo told us to stop packing, so we've been doing so since then. To stop packing? Yeah. Okay. Alright, well, uh... What, what madness do you see that you'll be now part of? I don't know. Lame, Master Lane was so drunk, and he told us all over, and I was despondent. He, like, he'd given up. How, how long has uh, Mr. Algiers been here? What? He says, what do you mean? Well, how long has Mr. Cannon's been, Algiers been here? A month or so? About a month or so? Okay. I didn't know because y'all been here for about three months, right? Give or take. Alright. And then he showed up in the last month? Okay. Just curious. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, we're packing to, or we're, we're meaning to pack y'all up and get y'all out of here, so. Yeah, I guess you guys can get back to work. Where's, where's Mr. Uh, Layman or Mr. Algiers? Master Kennison is just, uh, he points down a nearby tunnel. He's uh, in the dining room, packing the silverware. Not far from here, just go down that corridor right there to the left. All right. Let's go now. Master Layman? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure he's deeper inside. Uh, he he stumbled off. We Nobody dared follow him, after all. He is the master of this domain. So, you uh... You seen any of them see over we'd heard about? I don't know anything about that, he says, right. lowering his head. Alright. Well I'm gonna look and see if it seems like he's telling the truth when he says that. Sure, we'll screw next test. This test is uh state is secret. Secret deep. Okay, uh, my scrutinize is a sixty-two. Uh four. Uh do we keep it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm okay. He may know something, but he's not saying anything. He lowers his head in deference when you mention it. Really? Seems strange that the gods would know what we're talking about when we talk about these men in masks. But Look, wouldn't. I've I've got to get packed and get out of here. Uh, just find Master Algiers, he says, turning about. I, uh, sorry about uh, giving you that uh, jump scare, eh? Oh, it's fine. It's just... 
there's no sense of being here anymore. Take care. Do you see like a, a case he's directly packing? There's like chests all over. All around them. They're literally packing everything they can take. As you look around, this place is very well appointed. It's been carved into the stone and it's relatively dry. It's white salt stone, salt and granite has been carved into the rock. There's candelabras resting up on very nice mahogany furniture. There are rugs laying down. It's like this kind of underground cavern has been hewn into a, a home of sort. In fact, there's like reliefs carved into the rock uh, around here too. Well, we would hate for things to slow you down from being able to leave, but you see, I, I if I just want to get this result quickly. And, I'm uh, just trying to get out of here, sir. I understand that, but the Siobrans, you say that you know nothing about. Talk, talk to Master Algiers. I really need to get going, he says as he turns around. He's like, we got to get out of here. Elisa looks at Terra. These poor people, this one. These poor people might be hiding a blade in the dark that I'm going to stab with, that be stabbed with. If he knows something with this strange cackling these masked figures that there may be more than two of? We know he knows something, but if Tevin says to move on, we move on. I mean, we are here to arrest uh, Mr. You all do what you need to do. I'm moving on. And, uh, uh, yeah. I just kind of step out of the doorway. Tevin or Warren follows you as well. A few of the servants are kind of watching you warily as they're clearly not taking their own belongings. They're packing the chest with the belongings of Bruno Lehman. Right. One of them has even pulled a painting off the wall and has cut it out of the frame and is rolling it up now. They're not They're not packing, they're looting. Alright. Uh, are we arresting these ones as well? I'll ask out loud. And we are Dufresne and we are looking to arrest Mr. Bruno Lehman. Not Bruno Mars, his associate. Uh, his alter ego. His brother. Uh, I, mean, I suppose we are agents of the crown, as I don't come back into the room, but I say that out loud. I would be more than willing to let something slide if you had any information that might assist us in our It's going to be one corruption as you continue to press on. In fact, it's causing so much chaos among the party now that... Terwin's also found everybody else gains a corruption too. Sure. Oh, the party is becoming disjointed. Heroin, but... To clarify, the party is disjointed, so everybody gains corruption. Right. Yeah, that's... Sir, it's not punishment. It's all right. It's, <laughs> an, it's an opportunity. Yes. It's not punishment. So David maybe could stay and see what was going on, but I already moved on. Press on the point. This whole place is. So you see servants darting by as they're taking things out of here. Excuse me, pardon me. Excuse me, can I just squeeze by you? Oh, one of them says. Oh, God, they're from the Midwest. Midwest. <laughs> they're Midwest. As All right, I'll let them go. If they're Midwest. Oh, they're yeah, they're clearly oh, servants. Oh. These servants are, are trying to get out of here, and as you kind of come into the dining room. Wait, did they take the good range? <laughs> they did. Um, uh, they, you come into the dining room, and, and you can see that the food was half-eaten and abandoned. The, ta- the chairs are kind of in disarray. There was no means to clean any of this up. It's like they must have literally just got this information. That they can leave. Yeah. They seem to be in a in a hurry. There's a panic among them. 
All right, I'm with you guys now. <clears throat> Seems more and more suspicious the more we pass on. I think more information would be better than walking in blind. It's already dark enough in here. Well, what do you say? Maybe we just didn't. I, I, I got a great idea. Can Can you go hold the lift? So these people cannot lead us down here, or how does that work? Maybe that's the easiest way to prevent whatever's going on, because to me it looks like they're stealing from your master. David nods and says, I can hold the lift, but if you come back out into the tunnels, be sure to take a lamp. Don't wander blindly in the darkness. Crap, we don't know how to get back there. Just I look around for just, a lamp. You will need to stay, you need to step outside where we just came through, and head toward the darkness to your right. If you go right, it will take you all the way back. Just follow the tracks. If you follow the tracks to the, to the left, it will take you into the mines. He says, just follow the tracks. You cannot get lost. Just have a, a lamp handy when you leave. Tracks this place is very, right. very well lit, by the way. All these rooms okay. are lit with either lamps or candelabras yeah. or... Okay. Yeah, so this place is very... I mean, this place is incredibly well appointed this almost feels like a town home you would be in in the city um there is a lot there are a lot of decorations there's a nearby clock there's a few statues and in fact when you step into the dining room you can see a man kind of hungered over this like well carved um hutch large wooden hutch and he's kind of hunkered down up on one knee in his roach you see his back and he's got he's pulling out silverware and putting it into these boxes he's placing inside of it delicately. He's not does not seem to be in a hurry like the others. You can it's an LGS. A man kind of peeks up and turns around and Harper, you don't recognize this man at all. He has uh, silver and gray hair, and he's wearing clearly the livery of um of uh Bruno Lehman on his on his side of the boar. But it looks strange to you, Elisa. Something doesn't track right. But as he turns around and stands, he kind of straightens his robes and close. And he's not in a hurry. He kind of steps away. He closes the drawer and places his hands, clasps them between between each other like such. And behind him, you can see this huge relief that's been carved into the stone. And the relief, like immediately, Eugene. This is the relief that was mentioned in the in the dossier of the Esoterica de Rendel. It's it's a it's it's of a woman standing upon a vast cobbled plaza, looking toward the sky, and some great angel is descending, and there's a pillar of light extending toward the sky within it, and it's painted and appears to be impeccable condition. So I wrote my project story. It's a painting. He stands below it like such a tall, narrow painting, with the hutch against the back wall and the silverware put in the box, the velvet box. Lisa wants to investigate. Right? Hmm. Yeah, so this man does not look like the one I was shadowing. Not at all. Wall. No. Hmm. May I help you? He says. You can. It's an Algiers. The man, his eyes, he's got dark circles beneath them, and it looks like he hasn't slept in ages. I am Kinison Algiers, the Major Domo, from Master Bruno Lehman. May I, use my... I inquire who you are. May I use my true detective at this point to try to figure out if there's something off. Sure. Uh, it's a scrutinized test, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Okay. This is 
So, this is for your eyes only, and you will not discover this until the end of the conversation. That's fine. Running down a note for her. Please hold. Maybe we have some elevator music to play or something. Uh, Intermission music. (laughs) Let's go out to the lobby. I was thinking that too. (laughs) Give this to Elisa if you would, please. Make sure to read. I'm sorry, do you have business with Master Layman? We do. I'm afraid Master Layman is indisposed at the moment. It says. My name is Tevin, I'm with the Dufresne Agency, and we're here to speak with them. The Dufresne, he says, kind of belting out the words. Did I start it? Here, let me say it more clearly. We are with the Dufresne Agency. <laughs> he kind of takes a step back, and you hear you can hear the whole um, wooden um, hutch kind of rattle as he takes a step back. Oh, I I should say, I we were not expecting you. You weren't on the... Uh, <laughs> You want on the itinerary of appointments for Master Layman. I book all of his appointments. Well, if, if we was on the appointments, we wouldn't have been allowed in. Now, where is he? Master Layman? He says, he takes a couple steps to the side. Do you take me yeah. for a fool? Or, or is my accent so thick you can't, just can't understand me? What do you say? I figured that this man's going to bolt, so uh-huh. I want to position it to where he can't. Okay. Like either like trying yeah. to like, yeah. surround Harper, him. Harper and Banneker quickly cut him off before he can step into the hallway. <laughs> but please, this is not necessary. I, I wasn't going to run away. Obviously you were. <laughs> because you would announce you weren't going to. I have... Where is your master? No Add this to your itinerary. <laughs> master Layman is in his quarters. Well then take us there. And I'll Gently grab him. Okay. There's no need for violence, he says. There is no violence. Get going your on. hands off me! And he's trying to. At this point, he's trying to wriggle his way out of your grasp, <laughs> like actively wriggle his way out of your. Grasp. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say. Looks like you're giving him a reason. Looks like you're trying to run. As I'm going to try and like uh, scare him into compliance. You can literally feel the bones underneath of his robes as this man is underfed. Roll an intimidate test, if you would, Terwin. This test will be routine. Okay, that'll be a uh, 71. Uh, I would like to try and assist you uh, by stepping up next to Terwin. This does not need to come to violence, but we are in no matter to spare it. So take us to him. <laughs> Almost nose to nose with Kenneth and Algiers. Give him the assist. Take die. us to your leader. <laughs> or just give him, or just somebody give him the assist. Just give him the die from there. Okay. <laughs> Because I'll, I'll hit the meeting now. We'll have to throw. Ah! Okay. Uh, 55 crit success. Whoa! Yeah. You got the assist die? No. no. Damn! <laughs> I have no... I shall acquiesce, he says. <laughs> as he kind of drops, slumps his shoulders. <laughs> Master Layman has not been himself. Yeah, you don't want to get on his bad side. Does that point to Eugene? <laughs> the bookish <laughs> rotund Eugene. He used to be in the Lorenite until he took a boar to the knee. 
Not, I still am. <laughs> Trust me, I'm reminded of it. My my master is either in his office or in the temple down below. Alright. So let's start with the office then. Temple. Temple? What's the temple for? For worship, he says. Of? The cabinet. Good. He is. Ah. He, as it should be. He kind of responds like, it's a queer question to ask. For the Covenant of what? He takes you into um, what appears to be... What? Covenant? It appears to be the offices of um, Bruno Lehman. And they are fairly well appointed, uh, save for the fact that uh, everything has been stripped out of here. Um, it appears that this office has been underutilized. Uh, there are no real papers anywhere. There's a massive money box sitting on top of a huge carved desk. The buttoned red leather chair is kind of askew. There's some brass kind of candelabras in here, and you can imagine like the office of a well-to-do merchant would probably be full of books and ledgers and things of that matter, but they're simply... There's a money box sitting on top of a pair of ledgers, and otherwise this place has been cleared completely. Does this kick in? Yes. This is a Master Layman. Uh, you have visitors from the Dufresne. He announces himself as you're kind of pushing him forward, and he kind of opens the door into this, this huge, like, heavy mahogany wooden door with brass fittings and handles. It looks like it looks like you're inside like a townhome in Durandal, but the floors and the walls are made of, of sandstone, of uh, siltstone and granite. Crazy. And there's this huge, massive carpet on the floor inside. The place is completely dry and well-appointed. Um, is it a Zinti's carpet? What's that? Um, maybe. Sure, it's just water panther. <laughs> it's just water panther carpet. Wow! <laughs> He's like 10 of them. Um, as you step in, though, I mean, you see a here. perfectly well-appointed place, but everything's been stripped out of here, save for that money box and those two ledgers sitting perfectly on the edge of the desk. The desk, all the desk drawers are closed. Master Layman! Uh, ma- Master Layman! He inquires. You have guests! Kennison says. Is there actually anybody in this office? No. But there is a door in the opposite wall. It's right. ajar. So, uh, Kennison, could, could you explain something to me? Notice something while we're walking through, and it, it appears that we've got a moment for conversation since, uh, Bruno appears not to be here. Oh, yes. he says. When did he change his seal, and why does yours look so different? He kind of takes, kind of steps back. Master Layman never changed the seal. He didn't. Oh. Then what happens to be upon your coat? It's the seal of the Layman family for generations. Oh, is it? Yes. Right. Well, man of what reason would I have to fib? I don't know, it could be because five people just burst, well, six people just bursted in here. Well, let let me show you. He, he kind of welcomes you over to the desk. He takes the money box and removes it and produces a book. And it is emblazoned with the exact same symbol. This is the business ledgers that I maintain from Master Layman. 
there are two of its kind, at least dating back for the past three years, contained right here. So he places his hands upon the books. So what do you, what when do you think? When were you last in Calteria? Calteria? Yes. Why? Never been to Calteria, he says. Well, that's fishy. There's also one more thing. You stay. Yes, he says, nodding, of course. And she pulls out the uh, note from the assassin and points out that the seals don't match. And she points out it's off just slightly, but to be fair, to be the fair. paper was burned. It could have been smoke damage, could have been ink. There are slight differences in the way the boar is designed. The thing that you immediately recognize, Eugene, is that the boar is pointed the opposite way. It's pointed sinister mm. within the within the yeah. shields. That's right. Um, to the left. I would. I would think that of all the many details. Facing between Sinistry and Dextry would be the most. Yes, hop it in the back. Uh, which way is the uh, boar for the, diff- uh, the the Baroness's symbol? Uh, the boar the boar always points to the right. Okay, so it's not like it was changed to match the Baroness's. Okay, that was my only guess. So the but the sigil on the uh, the seal that's on the note is pointing to the left. Then yes. Well, we need to speak to him. We do. Well, I think it's time we should speak with Bruno ourselves. And he'll stay here. Uh, I'm going to make my way to the door. Door in the back. I have the key, he says. Good, turn it over. It's the door's open. What do you need the key for? The back door's not open. Oh. Oh, the door. I hold my hand out for the key. Fine, let him continue. Put it in my hand, or I can take it off of you. He kind of puts a hand down, and he put, drops his hand into his pocket. Put my hand on my rapier. <laughs> he begins to pull something out of his pocket, and you see the flash of iron. And it produces a key. <laughs> I let go my rapier, and I take the key. I assure you, this key shall open the door to the temple below, but Master Layman doesn't like to be disturbed when he's down there, he says as you're heading toward the door. We're bringing him with us? We're bringing him with us. All right. But I don't really want to go down there. I, Master, Master Layman insists on privacy in the temple. Mm. It is his personal sanctum, a place where he can escape from, mm. from the... Uh, from the weight of the day's labors. Why don't we just... We play this game. It's called the quiet game. Wouldn't that be your job to announce us? Let's not even do that. It's just fun. I, I, under, I like the quiet game. I am under strict orders not to disturb Master Layman in this room. <clears throat> in his temple. You can well, add it to your itinerary. We're going there. So... Why do we need to keep him with us? I don't want him running off. 
because this man was in Kaeltarian or should have been in Kaeltarian a few months ago, and yet he has no memory of it. This sounds all kinds of fishy. I have never been to Kaeltarian. Why would I go to that dreadful place? Kenison Algiers was the man that I was keeping an eye on during the ball. Was the name, yes. So, do you have a son or anything like that with the same name? Father? I have no brood, no. Well, then either someone was impersonating him or this man's a liar. Oh, I am no liar. I am a man of my word. I have served House Genevieve and Dupre and Layman for years. Then? My reputation is unstained, he says. Then you can stay with us and have it proved out. Good. Well, according, we're going to, to the temple. Yeah, I remember this man having a reputation. I yeah. proceed through the back door. Yeah. Uh, unlock it and walk through. Okay. You come to the door. You place the key in. You turn the lock. You open the door. And there is this winding white staircase that proceeds down this small cylinder, essentially. It's a very tight stairwell. You descend down. You can see there are candles kind of inset into the wall. It is rather constrictive down there, Kinnison says. I don't think we sh I don't but prefer to stay up here. I am under strict orders. I want to lean over to Warren and ask, wasn't he the man you asked about the finger banging room? What? <laughs> he was the steward. Yeah. Steward? Yeah. yeah, both of you were there, right? He would have been the quartermaster. He would have been the one in charge of the staff. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the man? I remember that old bastard. Kicked me out of the party. Now that's why I figured you'd remember. Was it this old bastard? It was a different one. Oh, he, this, this one. This one is emaciated as an old alley cat. Well, that's Look at him. So, no. Well, then he comes with us. It's something is amiss, and we may need him to get to the bottom of this. Alright. Just a thing to keep in your noggin. Tamwin, do you want to take points as your Dufresne, or would you rather I continue? No, I think I'll go first. You notice the, um, that the uh, stairwell, the first thing you notice, Banneker, the stairwell turns the opposite way. Hmm. Hmm. Is it lit? It is, yeah. It normally it goes, goes like, what, clockwise? It goes down, so for you it would be... Um, counterclockwise. It'd be counterclockwise. It actually goes clockwise down. That's weird. Yeah, it's very disorienting as you step inside yeah. here. And for just a mere moment, you're reminded of the La Vinci Chapter House. How confusing it was laid out. They mean to defend from down below. That seems backwards. It does. If you guys want to pull forward, I will take our charge and move to the back. So he cannot announce us to his master. Alright. It's a single person sterile that descends down. There is no walking abreast. There is no seeing beyond your companions. You are literally like a sterile here, but imagine it twisting clockwise downward. So you can only see the person in front of you? Yeah. 
very okay. tight. I'm going to keep him in front of me okay. and, be, and be in the back. I'll light my, my lantern. But you have light down there already. There's burning candles inset okay. into... Yeah, there's burning candles inset into the wall inside here. So you need not any light. Any other preparations you wish to make before pre- pressing down? Uh, I'm going to put oil into my lantern shield. Sure. And have it up the reading. Yeah. Little doesn't do you any good uh, because your left arm is completely useless. Yeah, right I know. Here. So no shields, only things in your right hand. Anybody left-handed? Uh, oh, I think so. Anybody ambidextrous? I have ambidextrous. But I have a mutilated hand. I mean, I have no weapon. But I have a mutilated hand. Do we roll in here for violence? So I'm not I don't think it's on my sheet. Just choose it if you want. Oh, okay. Put it on your background if you want. So you will, will like anyone draw weapons before you go down? No. no. So I'm saying I have the weapons. I get my control. I kind of gave that up. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely... After Tyrwin's remark of they mean to defend from below, I'm, I am going to pull my rapier. Okay. I'm not even going to beat around the bush. <clears throat> you find it unusual to hold in your right hand, I would given say that it descends the way it descends. Your right hand's... Sorry, uh, my apologies. If people... If it's clock... I need to do this right. So if you're right-handed, it's to your... It makes it hard dead, to stab. That's upward. right. That's yeah. right. So your le- only your left hand is useful. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think Elisa would be left-handed. Yeah, yeah it would be my like shield side. Yeah. That sounds like a cold tree. Hey, well, so I have a, a basil art in my left hand. What are we doing? Just in case. We said we were not going to come down here for violence. And if we come down there in arms, then any of his friends that are down there are going to think that they should draw their weapons and it's going to get ugly. And Elisa will conceal it. I there's no concealment or rape here. I'll put it away. I just don't think this is going. I think Bruno will be able to take if he's indeed a drunk. I think whatever's behind him doesn't much care if we abduct him. Well, your concern has merit. So I'm going first, and if things get. And too much of a barber, I'd rather not have someone with a weapon drawn behind me. Alright, I'll just keep the shield at the ready now. There you go, you can do that. So, yeah, with with them being like, oh crap, uh, you know, drawing weapons and stuff, I'll try and be extra attentive as I go, but I'm not drawing my weapons yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you know, like if I go through a doorway, I'll be sure to look right in real quick. <laughs> so, as you all descend down this stairwell, it terminates. Uh, no door, just an open threshold. In a very kind of small, round chamber that's taller than it is large. You guess maybe 20 feet to a side, maybe 50 feet up. Two braziers are light the room. They're sitting on the floor full of hot coals. One right by the door, and one right in front of a small, still pool of water. Your eyes, anybody here have skullduggery? 
Uh, the first thing you see, Elise, is in the pool, there are countless numbers of gold crowns that have been thrown into the pool of water. And there is a statue in the center of, of the pool. It is not of a covenant god. It is of a man uh, with a very convivial, broad smile on his face and dancing with their hands affixed one another are nine children uh, wrought of stone dancing around this statue. And the convivial and jovial figure with a very friendly expression has a left hand behind his back with his fingers twisted. Near the pool, near this clearly an altar, uh, is a man who lobs a crown into the pool. He takes a long swig of something from a pewter goblet. Some of it spills on his shirt. He doesn't even look up as you approach, but continues to lob a few coins at the pools. And uh, as you kind of step forward and he, you hear him and you see him and he's, he hears you, he says, You here to kill me? Send my former partners by him. Send for my former partners, I'm sure. Here, here's your fucking blood money. He takes a handful of gold crowns and tosses them across the floor of the of this uh, of this temple room. And um, we will stop here <laughs> for the night and continue next week on Queen of Embers. On Dragon Boogie. One of reward points, everybody. One hundred. Sorry, one, one advance. My apologies. One advance. Unless you wish to buy a focus, it's either a focus or an advance. Not three focuses. What? A focus okay. or an advance. Okay. However you wish to treat this is entirely up to you. And we will Roll. see you in falls next week. Let's go ahead and uh, look at doing some corruption before we wrap up and get up. Let's hold, let's wait for a moment. And I think we've got some corruption tonight, if I'm not mistaken. A little bit. Okay. All right. So, tonight's corruption roll with this D10 corruption die. The value for this evening is nine. Nine. Nice. <laughs> so, before we wrap up, um, let's go around the table. So, Eugene, what's your current order of chaos? Guys? I'm at five order and eight chaos. Oh, 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 oh. man. What about Banneker? Six and one. Woo! You goody two-shoe. Uh, hey, I barely made it on my last one. Okay. Numbers. What about uh, eight Warren? eight and nine. Warren's at six That's the worst order. I've ever been. Or no, five order, four chaos. Okay. Elisa? Nine and seven. Whoa! That's, and you're I'm one and zero. One and zero. That's four. And right. finally, Terwin. Terwin is nine and two. Nine and two. <coughs> wow! Oh, look at you, Paragon. No kidding. <laughs> so uh, we will continue next week with the conversation with who is clearly Bruno Lehman. Uh, be sure to give yourselves an advance uh, for our listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. If you're watching this on our Patreon, um, we're, we're knocking down goals. Thanks to you all. Uh, thank you so much for your patronage. Yeah, spread Thanks. the word. Yeah, spread the word. <laughs> spread the Thanks word. for your sponsorship. And uh, tune in next week for episode 67. 67. 
67. 67. The Queen of Rivers only two more until it's 69. Every 69 is a critical success. It will be 67, 68, 69. That's right. So we will have uh, soon. So see you all next week. Bye. 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 See ya. Bye. 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 Bye.